0: Welcome to the Steve Travelly Show on demand. Don't forget to follow this show so you never miss a minute.
1: What the hell are you doing here? From the streets of Union City to your nighttime radio,
0: Steve Travelly
2: We got a show for you tonight. This would be the night to strap in and don't go anywhere. Steve Treveley's hanging with you till 11 o'clock tonight. I'm not going to be alone. At 9 10 from the Smithereens, Jim Babjack's going to be calling in. The band is going to be playing the North Shore Festival in June. It's a sold out show. We'll be hearing from Jim talking about the band. 935, Nick Zamora Espos Restaurant with an incredible cheesesteak is going to be calling in. Uh, they were in some kind of a cheesesteak contest and, uh, 1010, Kevin Mira will be in studio. Kevin, the CEO, founder of City of Angels. City of Angels helps those who are dealing with addiction and their families, regardless of insurance. And now uh, he's doing a lot of work in the area of helping uh, veterans deal with uh, depression, deal with anxiety, PTSD. And uh, he's testified in Washington. He's also testified in Pittsburgh. We get the results of that. And uh, a new link for dealing with depression, a new way that ketamine can help deal with depression. He'll be in at 10 o'clock. Jeffrey Paul the very funny. Jeffrey Paul usually comes in on Wednesday nights. He's going to come in tonight because he's a big Smithereens fan and he wants to be in the room when I talk to Babjack. Uh, So to start things off with, you know, I love listening to Dominsky and Doyle. And the reason I love listening to Dominski and Doyle is that every now and then you uh, turn them on and suddenly they just hand me. A first hour, you know, they were about to get into what they were going to get into at four o'clock. And uh, next thing you know, the buildings and all right. Next thing you know, uh, it comes out that uh, a judge has pretty much struck down all those uh, restraining gun laws that uh, Governor Murphy had come up with trying to restrict, conceal and carry in New Jersey. New Jersey's latest round of tougher gun laws faced a setback today. A federal judge blocked the state from enforcing much of its ban on carry in sensitive public places. U.S. District Judge Renee Maria Brom, B-U-M-B, appointed to the bench by President George W. Bush, a seven-votes article, found the state's attempt to restrict legal gun owners from carrying firearms at roughly two dozen public spaces to be unconstitutional. You know, the Supreme Court of New York said we should be allowed to carry guns. And Governor Murphy and the crew said, oh, yeah, sure. But not here. Like, as in anywhere. Like, you probably smoke in more places publicly than you carry a gun. And the federal judge says, ah, no, you don't. Uh, Basically, uh, they ruled it as unconstitutional uh, for all but playgrounds and youth sporting events on the grounds that it interfered with Second Amendment rights. Now... The state has failed to offer any evidence, according to the judge, that law-abiding responsible citizens who carry firearms in public for self-defense are responsible for an increase in gun violence. Uh, Boom said in her lengthy opinion, which accompanied a partial preliminary injunction order, this has taken some time and the state's effort to hurry this court along is most unfortunate, Bohm said, in a 235-page opinion released on Tuesday, says the judge. This court is painfully aware of the gun violence that has plagued our nation. But what the state and the legislators' uh, interveners ignore and what their empirical evidence fails to address is that this legislation is aimed primarily not at those who unlawfully possess firearms, but at those law-abiding, responsible citizens who satisfy detailed background and training requirements and whom the state seeks to prevent from carrying a firearm in public for self-defense, and uh, it's very well put in that the state is trying to protect you from legal gun owners. They cannot protect you from illegal gun owners because you can you can decree that an illegal gun owner can't carry a gun, but if they're carrying it illegally, it doesn't matter. Makes sense? Too easy. So basically. How do you feel about the idea of being able to conceal and carry in New Jersey, provided you got a license for it, you know, responsible gun owners? uh, Would you feel safer? You walk into a store, you walk into a Walmart, uh, you see uh, people strapped carrying guns. When you see that, are you thinking, oh, my God, I don't feel safe? What happens if he pulls it out? Chances are he's not responsible gun owner. If you walk into the Walmart and you have no idea who's carrying guns, but knowing that whoever is carrying a gun is doing it illegally, does that make you feel safer? So taking that a step further, if you walk into the Walmart and uh, someone has got an illegal weapon and they decide that they want to pull it out and use it, would you feel safer or less safe? If there were other responsible gun owners trained, perhaps, in the use of firearms that could possibly take that person out. Or would the person who's going to go in there and pull the gun give a second thought to that fact? Because they don't know who else in there has a firearm concealed carry and uh, is licensed to carry it. And can possibly use it better than they can. 1-800-283-101.5. I don't understand the fuss about concealed carry in New Jersey. I don't understand why it worries people. I think, if anything, it would make people feel safer. Because now, the playing field could be leveled, could be more than leveled. If there are more responsible gun owners concealing than there are those who want to break the law, those who do it irresponsibly... Does that put us at an advantage? one 800 uh, So that's basically the question here. You know, very, very simple. I got a Twitter poll up. Should licensed gun owners in New Jersey be able to conceal and carry? And how do you feel about that? If you're a responsible gun owner, how do you feel about that? If you apply for your license, how do you feel about that? If you're not into guns at all, I'm not into guns at all. But if I walk into a store and I see people carrying guns, I'm thinking these people know how to protect themselves. We've got a police department whose hands are tied in protecting us, especially when it comes to kids. Why do you think we have all these kid curfews? We have all these kid curfews because the cops can't deal with the kids. Because the cop could lose his job. The cop could, get, could end up in a lawsuit. So why even deal with it? You know what? Send them home. Make them stay home. Screw it. Pop-up parties, curfew. 10 o'clock at night in Seattle City, curfew. Ruin kids' lives. Think about when you were a kid. Think about when you were 15, 16, 17, 18, going down the shore. And the things you did and the fun you had and the stories that you get to tell. None of them involve you being home at 10 o'clock at night. But here's where we are in New Jersey. Because the hands of the police are restricted. Now, uh, as far as protecting you, do you feel safer knowing that there are people? And of course, shooting people is still against the law. All that stuff still stays. But are you worried about being allowed to conceal and carry in New Jersey? Should we be allowed to? 1-800-283-101.5 1-800-283-101.5 I got a Twitter poll up. Follow me at Real Steve Trev. We'll retweet it through the radio station and I'm dying to know what you think. Alright, uh, do you need to relocate and want to sell your home fast? Robert Dukanski of Remax First Advantage. As buyers lined up, can get your home sold fast and for more money than you thought possible. When Morgan and Rebecca needed to relocate to Pennsylvania, they called Rob and his team to sell their Edison home. Rob's powerful marketing strategies made quick work of the sale in only eight days on the market there were 21 showings and 11 offers selling to home for $321,000 which was $22,000 over the list price. Morgan and Rebecca were on their way to Pennsylvania with extra cash in their pocket. Robert Dukansky of REMAX First Advantage has superior marketing to sell your home for the highest price possible. So call the only agent I would call if I needed to sell my home. Call Robert Dukansky at 855-350-1015. That's 855-350-1015 or online at RobSellsNJ.com or Google RobSellsNJ and start packing. Here's fast traffic, 15 minutes on under Jersey 101.5, the Jersey weather brought to you by College Hunks hauling junk and moving. Do you have old furniture laying around the house or a garage full of coletta? College Hunks hauling junk and moving. Haul the stuff you don't want and move the stuff you do. At tomorrow's leaders, haul your junk today. Visit collegehunks.com. And the guy goes on to become a successful CEO. I remember when you moved my couch one 283 1015 New York Supreme Court says you got to let people conceal and carry. New Jersey says, oh, yeah, sure. As long as you meet all these requirements. Federal judge today struck a lot of that down, which makes it easier for you to conceal and carry in New Jersey. Should we be able to conceal and carry in New Jersey? I got a Twitter poll up. How do you feel about it? Rob is in Hamilton on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Rob.
3: How are you doing today? Good. How about you? I'm doing good. What you uh, the reason I'm calling in, um, I live in Hamilton, and a friend of mine who also lives in Hamilton, I haven't applied for my permit yet. Right. A friend of mine who also lives in Hamilton is on a gun enthusiast chat line, and he tells me that the Hamilton Township Chief of Police is using some loophole in the law not to deny permits but to not process them, and there's a backlog of over 6,000 permits sitting there waiting. Has any, any of your listeners heard anything about this? Is this the truth? Uh, Sorry? I
2: I have not but uh we'll check into it and you know what now that uh now that this has happened today now that this judge has made a ruling uh I imagine things are going to be sped up and he's not going to be able to get away with that
3: Well the ruling says we can carry it here there and everywhere but that doesn't make him Issue the permits to carry them. You know what I'm saying?
2: No, I do, I do, and that's why, like, if it comes down to it, I don't know what the next step would be, but I imagine you know there's got to be some kind of action that can be brought.
3: Uh, I wish there was.
2: So you think this is going to? And be, your I mean, I mean, the
3: listeners know what to do. Uh, I'm all, I'm all ears. What you
2: do is you basically get a lawyer and say, hey, you know what's going on. I mean, I imagine you can't just sit there and say, "Okay, well, we're we're not going to enforce the law because we're just going to never process the permits." I don't think you can get away with that. There, that had happened earlier. I remember this had come up a few months ago, where like some towns are taking a lot longer than others to process the permits. There will, if right. this goes on, there has, there's going to have to be some kind of action that can be taken. I'll check into it and see what I can find out for you
1: okay thank you very much
2: you got it Bob. let's go to uh dennis is in brick on new jersey 101.5 hi dennis
4: good evening how you doing good how about you good listen uh i've been a gun owner for a lot of years and that's for home use right and then i uh i moved down to florida for part time and i do have a concealed permit for florida right i don't see any reason plus i'm a navy veteran And my feeling is that if you're a veteran and you already went through a process and you're mentally stable enough to carry according to whatever standard they want to put out there, I don't have a problem with anyone carrying as long as you're responsible for what you do, training and uh, respect for the gun. And another point is when you hear all of these shootings that are, you know, that are, uh, shown on TV, you'll never hear any reporter stating how many of them are actually uh, permitted gun owners. Well, you know, know, yeah,
2: and that's a great point. Sure. How many of those could have been prevented if someone in the room had a gun? Not that they would have used it, but the idea that someone who's thinking of pulling out their gun may think twice because they could end up harmed.
4: That's – I, I, listen, I believe that responsible gun owners – are going to, you're not John Wayne when you own a gun. I've, you know, my guys that I hang with that have guns, Mm. and a lot of them are ex-police officers, you're, you're retired, or if you are a gun owner, you're not the sheriff of town. Your main objective is to get out of town, but if you're stuck in a situation where your your life is in danger, that is the real reason of using it. And with the problems with restrictions on police and the amount of police that aren't available today, it is going to be more intense later on in the future, especially with an additional 12 million uninvited guests coming into our country.
2: That's another, piece, uh, another good point.
4: Of, well, 5.4 uh, percent, if anyone does the research, 5.4 percent of all the people coming in have some sort of criminal record that's a
2: government no 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 i get that i get that but it's just all the more reason you know why we should be able to carry guns dennis thanks for the call to new jersey 101.5 let's get uh charles is in pennsylvania on new jersey 101.5 don't you wish you could carry a gun (laughs) not not that i'd be laughing at you or anything charles that's okay
5: i'm a a federal firearms licensee oh well in
2: that case never mind sorry charles sorry charlie
5: (laughs) Yeah, it's OK. So I'm, a lot of people don't realize that in the the federal constitution, it specifically says in in paragraph one that you have the right to life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. Well, New Jersey's Constitution, Article one, Section one, the first thing they talk about is not only do you have the right to life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness,
1: but you also have the right to protect your property. How do you do that without a gun?
2: That's a very good question. You you, you sh- that's why that's why we invented the bird. You flip the bird at them and then they go away. Yeah.
6: Okay. I, I don't know,
2: but you, you know, you're absolutely right. And it's senseless that they would, you know, that they would make an attempt at this. But it's also, I give the judge a lot of credit to be able to see through it and say enough, you can't, and just turn them away and scold them in the process.
7: In actuality,
5: out of all the amendments we have, which are 25 currently, mm-hmm. okay. It's the only amendment that says shall not be infringed, yet that's the one they always go
1: for.
2: Well, good point, Charles. Thanks for the call to New Jersey. 101.5, one 800 Greg, John, I got some other people buzzing in. I want to give you guys a lot of time on this. I want to get your opinion. A uh, federal judge has overturned a lot of the laws that... Uh, Uh, restricting New Jersey from being Jerseyans from being able to conceal and carry, putting a partial pause on some some of the newer gun laws. So how do you feel about the idea? 1-800-283-101.5. The judge basically saying, you know, it's not about those who own guns illegally. It's about those who own guns legally, responsible gun owners. And there's no reason why responsible gun owners shouldn't be allowed to conceal and carry in New Jersey. How do you feel about it? 1-800-283-101.5. I've got a Twitter poll up now. So far, we got 86 votes in the last 15 minutes. Should licensed gun owners be able to conceal and carry in New Jersey? 68.6% say yes. 31.4% say no. If you're a police officer, if you're in law enforcement, if you're a veteran, if you've carried a gun before, how do you feel? And please, if you're against it, tell me, make the argument as to why it's not a good idea. Do you think it levels the playing field? Would responsible gun owners being able to carry in public places put us at an advantage or a disadvantage in New Jersey? 1-800-283-101.5. I'm Steve Trevelis It's 730. Oh, not to be confused with Paul Dancer. <laughs> Okay. Uh, New Jersey weather brought to you by the Council on Compulsive Gambling of New Jersey. Has betting taken the fun out of being a sports fan? If so, you may have a gambling problem. The Council on Compulsive Gambling of New Jersey can help you reclaim your life. Call 800-GAMBLER or visit 800GAMBLER.org now. Do we have a pole dancing of New Jersey? All right. Uh, Federal judge struck down a lot of the laws to prevent New Jersey from being able to conceal and carry. Uh, so should we be able to conceal and carry in New Jersey? Let's talk to Greg is in Freehold on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Greg.
8: Hey, Steve. Um, so I'm in favor of concealed carry. I think there's far, far more good than bad when it comes to concealed carry for the reasons that you've mentioned and that you and I have discussed before, where people who have these permits and carry their weapons uh, in public, they, they do not commit crimes with their concealed uh, weapons they are far more likely to stop crime uh, and protect people with their concealed weapons, a la the Indiana mall shooter, right? So that guy in Indiana, he stopped a mall shooting in 15 seconds where it would have taken... You know, probably 20 minutes for cops to to kill the guy who went crazy and started shooting everyone.
2: And with the Jersey laws, God only knows, you know, with the Jersey laws restricting police. But you know what? Part of that, too, is it's not even about pulling it out. It's just the idea that you're going in and you know that you could be taken out because other people in the room can possibly do it. Probably can. That's
8: right. And criminal criminals do factor that in when they're looking for for prey, Right. You know, Mm -hmm. that have concealed carry. They think maybe I'll go to a gun free zone because I know no one there can resist me. That really is part of their calculations. And you find when concealed carry laws are passed, crime goes down dramatically and immediately for that very reason. Now, the the Democrats and liberals, they have an ideological objection to guns uh, altogether. Right. So unless the guns are in the hand of the police or the military, they think guns should be abolished altogether and eliminated you know, gun competition. And all that
2: does There's is put happened. everyone at a disadvantage.
8: Not only that, but it, you know, it intrudes on our on our constitutional rights. Yeah. And setting setting that aside, um, the ideologically driven uh, Democrats, you know, Murphy and his company, they, they knew full well that the laws they just passed uh, after the Supreme Court ruling would be struck down. Because you can't have 99% of the state be a gun-free zone you know, a sensitive area. It's just not possible, and they knew it when they passed it.
2: But they can go to their party and say, we tried. You know what I mean? They can go to their party and say, we tried, and that pretty much, you know, appeases the party. Greg, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Let's get Lou in Tom's River on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Lou.
9: Hey, Steve, how you doing? Good, how are you? Good, good. When I lived in Florida, I had a concealed carry permit. In order for me to get it, I had to sit on a four-hour class, qualify with a, with a semi-automatic, went through a state background check, federal background check, and two months later, I got my permit. I had restrictions on where I could carry it. Right. Like you know, Schools, libraries, playgrounds, you know, things like that. You couldn't carry it. I was able to carry it in a bar as long as I sat 25 feet away from it. If it was a restaurant or a bar, it had to be 25 feet away. Right. And, you know... The only thing was, like I was telling the guy to answer the phone, if I was, say, in a store and I reached out to grab something off a shelf and my shirt rolled up and someone saw the gun and they got intimidated by it, they would have pulled my permit.
2: Or would someone see the gun and feel safer? The thing about one thing you bring up, though, uh, that I just thought of I was going to bring up today, the idea of the holsters. You know, you want to make sure that the holsters are secure so that nobody can walk by and grab your gun.
9: Well, I used to have carry an an airweight, Smith and Wesson, right. in my front pocket. You didn't even know I had it in my pocket. You, you probably thought you see think it was a wallet. Right. I just got it in my front pocket.
2: Right. Yeah. Well you know again, you don't want you don't want someone able to grab it. But thanks for the call to New Jersey one oh one point five. John is in Bridgewater on New Jersey one oh one point five. Hi, John.
10: Hey Steve, thanks for taking my call. Great topic. Thank you. So um, I'm a firm believer in the Second Amendment and the right to carry. Right, and and the reason we want it is the exact same reason the politicians don't want it is because a it's constitutionally protected, but it gives us equal footing as them. And and I point out a recent tit for tat that went back and forth between Tucker Carlson and Swalwell from California, and. Yeah. And the bottom line came out to Swalwell is like, why do you need guns? Because and and Carlson replied, well, we need to protect ourselves from people like you that want to disarm us and and have power over us. And it just shut, shut down the conversation completely. I do believe in the permitting process. It should be it should be exemplary. Background checks, training, insurance, understanding all the laws um, in, involved. It, it should be more than a four-hour class. It should be several four-hour classes with probably annual requalification or retesting. Because you know, when you use a firearm, to, you're 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 putting yourself at liability. You're 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 going to get arrested in Jersey. You're just going to be arrested, and depending on the circumstances, you're probably going to get locked up for a while until you prove yourself innocent.
2: Well, way so, more harm is going to come out of it than good.
10: I, I think more good will come out of it than harm.
2: Well, way more. The, if you, if you point, use your gun is what I am saying. If you use your yeah. gun, more harm yeah. can come out of it than good.
10: The way the laws are written in Jersey right now, yes,
2: that's what I am saying. But criminal. again, there are laws against you know there, there are laws against shooting somebody, you know, unless it's in self defense. So the idea yeah. that you are going to give this guy a gun, the fear, the worry here. Uh, is that, oh, my God, if we give everybody guns, if they're all walking around carrying, should it be the wild, wild west? No, because all the laws against shooting people are still in existence. Only now you've got responsible people with guns. So the idea that if you shoot your gun, if you if you shoot your gun illegally or if you shoot your gun not in self-defense, you can do more harm than good will come to you. So the idea of yeah. having the gun for a bad reason is my point. You know what I'm saying? I,
10: I've I've been in situations where on the subways in New York, I needed the means to defend myself, and I didn't have it.
2: But, and right, I was, and that that's defense. Now you see what's going on in the subways, and then now again, that's okay. that's self-defense, yeah. and that you know that's the whole point of this. John, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5 one 283 1015 Your thoughts, should licensed gun owners be able to conceal and carry in New Jersey? Federal judge blocked a lot of New Jersey's gun laws today, making it more possible. So I want to get your thoughts Jim Babjack of the Smithereens calling at 910. Kevin Mirror, City of Angels will be in here at 1010. Spring is finally here. You back outside, do what you love the most, is pain holding you back. Don't you want to enjoy life without pain? Well, you need. Need to go to Trinity Rehab. Trinity Rehab can help. Pain or even age is no excuse. Trinity Rehab is unlike any place you've ever tried. No prescription needed. Same day appointments. Fast results. Trinity Rehab actually fixes the pain instead of masking it. Call Trinity Rehab at 800-518-0977 or go to trinity-rehab.com. Be sure to ask about their Epat therapy. It's cutting edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, frees you from pain fast. In fact, most patients see results in three, five minutes sessions and no prescription is needed to get started trinity rehab has dozens of locations in new jersey and pennsylvania like their newest ones in woodbridge flemington toms river and wall so you know there's one near you for more details visit trinity-rehab.com that's (laughs) trinity-rehab.com This summer, take a shortcation. New Jersey 101.5 is giving you a free Jersey shortcation to the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. Listen at 9 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. for a secret code word. Enter it on our New Jersey 101.5 app to win your Jersey shortcation. There's three winners every weekday. Thanks to our sponsor, Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. Book your summer escape today at hardrockhotelatlanticcity.com. You could win a free shortcation. Good luck. From New Jersey, 101.5, a federal judge today struck down a lot of the New Jersey gun laws that would make it hard for people of New Jersey, responsible gun owners, to conceal and carry. Uh, Opens the door for this to happen. So should licensed gun owners in New Jersey be able to conceal and carry? I got a Twitter poll up, 161 so far. 66.5% say yes, 33.5% say no. And I'm interested in knowing your thoughts. Paul is in Pennsylvania on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Paul.
5: Hey, Steve. I enjoy your shows. Thank you, uh, Listen, I've had a carry permit for over 20 years, but in Pennsylvania uh, that's for conceal. If you're in Pennsylvania, you can carry a gun right on your hip without a permit. Right. But people ask me about having a permit. And I said, uh, let's say you're driving down to the drugstore and you hit a deer and it doesn't die right away. So you've got your gun, you go out and you shoot the deer. Well, you'll be arrested for that. But if you go in a drugstore and you're waiting for your prescription and somebody comes in to rob him, and you shoot him, you're a hero.
2: I don't know how how it works with the deer. I don't know. I don't think you're allowed to, even if you have the gun. I'm not sure. No, uh, in
5: Pennsylvania, you're not. Oh, you got to yeah. call a game commissioner. Yeah. and He's supposed to come and put the deer down. Yeah,
2: I don't think you get to put anything down. Spe- <laughs> the one thing you get to put down is the gun. But I get what you're saying. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Andrew is in Flemington. What's up, Andrew? Hi, Steve. How you doing? I, I I don't think a joke is in order, do you? No. So, what do you got for me? Okay. In lieu of a joke,
11: uh, before the story, it, 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 my explanation of the topic, it's great topic, by the way. Thank you, Andrew. You know, fun fact. Uh, if the Yankees want to win at least 100 games this year, they have to go 76-43.
2: Okay, now back to the topic.
11: Back to the news. So, Joe, back to you with the weather. Um So anyway, yeah, um, I believe a person has, like, a mental illness of any kind. Nope, not getting it, you know. But uh, you give a person a really adult, a really good background check, like the best background check you can imagine, and, like, piggybacking what all other people said, you know, have them, like, every year, uh, especially before they even get it, train more than one four-hour class, right? Because I believe a good guy with a gun will stop a bad guy with a gun.
2: Well, you know what... That's all I got, Steve. I'd like to hear your feedback. Thanks. Thank you, Andrew. Here's, Here's what the judge said. The court is painfully aware of the gun violence that has plagued our nation. But what the state and the legislative interveners ignore and what the empirical evidence fails to address is that the legislation is aided primarily not at those who unlawfully possess firearms, but at law-abiding, responsible citizens who satisfy detailed background and training requirements and whom the state seeks to prevent from carrying a firearm in public for self-defense. And there's the argument right there. Uh, So the state attorney general, Matthew Platkin called the judge's order devastating for public safety. I don't see how it is devastating for public safety. And uh, I'd love to know what you think. According to my Twitter poll now, we've got 165 votes, 66.1% say yes, should license gun owners be able to conceal and carry in New Jersey? And no, 339 It's only a matter of time before this happens. All 800 1-800-283-101.5. Jim Babjack is coming up at 9 o'clock from the Smithereens. Kevin Mira, City of Angels, 1010. And uh, Nick Zamora from Espo's Restaurant with an exciting cheesesteak at 935. Do stick around.
0: New Jersey 101.5 is available on demand. Never miss your favorite show ever again. Download or open our free app and click On Demand to hear our talk shows instantly.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve Troubles. We'll talk till 11 o'clock tonight at 1-800-283-101.5. At 10 o'clock tonight, CEO Kevin Mira of City of Angels. If you're dealing with addiction, they will help you regardless of insurance, you, your family. And uh, find out what he's doing to help veterans, what City of Angels is doing to help veterans. Uh, at 1010 when he comes in the studio. At 910, Smithereens lead guitarist Jim Babjack will be on there playing the uh, North Shore Festival on June 17th at the Wonder Bar. And uh, 935, Mark Zamora Espos restaurant with an incredible cheesesteak calls in. So we got a lot coming up. We were talking about this the last hour. A federal judge has struck down a lot of New Jersey's gun laws, which is making it easier to uh, conceal and carry in New Jersey. State Attorney General Matthew Platkin called the judge's order devastating for public safety. Over and over the evidence has shown that keeping firearms out of sensitive places will keep our residents safe and our elected officials pass sensible laws to do exactly that. Now the court insists that we are powerless to protect New Jersey residents who proclaims the Second Amendment requires allowing guns at parks, beaches, libraries, public gatherings, zoos and even bars among other sensitive places. Okay, do you feel more or less protected if other legal gun owners in the room have concealed weapons 1-800-283-101.5 mark is on 295 on new jersey 101.5 Hi hey, mark
5: hey steve how you doing uh, good how are you this is the first time i'm calling Hello. um i just wanted to say that uh, something that's not really talked about a lot is um when when you have to use the weapon. That the consequences are going to be so steep that you'll probably not know where to step next.
2: Um, Have you ever had to use yours? I'm sorry? Have you ever had to use yours?
5: I do not have mine yet, but I'm a big Second Amendment owner and I do, or a Second Amendment uh, person, and I do plan on getting it shortly. Um, I've been around weapons since I was about 10 years old. Right. And then the other thing, as far as what Plapkin says, that uh, it's going to be a public safety issue. I think they believe that we're going to run through the streets like the Wild West cowboys waving the gun above our, hair, uh, above our head and
2: screaming Yahoo. That's kind of like what goes uh, now on now with the illegal gun owners. <laughs> I mean, right, the illegal gun owners can do what they want, and nobody can stop them. So what are they trying to do? Stop the legal gun owners, which makes no sense.
5: Right. And it's it's never going to stop, you know, this has been brought up a hundred times. It's never going to stop the crime for illegal gun owners, because they're going to be able to get it no matter what, whether, by you know, whatever means necessary. There's always going to be an underground market.
2: Right. But it could make it more difficult if they've got to think about who else in the room may have a gun.
5: Yeah, but it doesn't, the reasoning really doesn't make sense, at least in my opinion.
2: Which reasoning do you mean?
5: I I, mean, I just think it's more of a control.
2: Oh, I'm, not, I'm talking about the reasoning. In other words, the reasoning that it makes sense to allow a concealed carry. You know, the reason being that, you know, the the illegal gun owner is going to have to think twice about who else in the room may have
5: a gun. Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah, I mean, it's fact that it's a known uh, deterrent.
2: Yeah, it just makes sense. Mark, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. So basically what happened today was a federal judge struck down and a New York Supreme Court judge paved the way for New Jerseyans to be able to conceal and carry. Governor Murphy and uh, his band of renown came up with a bunch of gun laws uh, that basically say conceal and carry everywhere but here. Uh, they restricted everything federal judge today uh, put a partial pause on a lot of those laws, striking down many of the sensitive places as unconstitutional. And basically the judge's argument was this court is painfully aware that gun violence has plagued our nation. But what the state and legislative interveners ignore is that the empirical evidence fails to address That this legislation is aimed primarily not at those who unlawfully possess firearms, but at law abiding responsible citizens who satisfy detailed background and training requirements and whom the state seeks to prevent from carrying a firearm in public for self-defense. So basically like the fear is directed at the illegal gun owners and not the legal gun owners. And, uh, what State Attorney General Matthew Platkin, uh, says is devastating to the public safety. Again, the illegal gun owners, yes. The legal gun owners, no. So, uh, how do you feel about that? 1 800 283 101.5. I've got a Twitter poll up and it's got 191 votes. Should licensed gun owners be able to conceal and carry in New Jersey? 67% say yes. 33% say no. With the way the laws are, uh, with the amount of You know, cops who are, you know, there's a shortage of police. The state troopers are advertising for people to come in. Uh, Do you feel that you need the protection? And if the concealed carry laws become totally available, would this make you want to go out and get a gun? With all that's happening in New Jersey, as far as law enforcement, as far as being able to protect you, would you want to be able to go out and get a gun? And not the idea with the intent of shooting someone, but with the intent of just having some kind of self-defense. Because that's where we are right now. And it's really sad that we are here. But uh, because the Second Amendment, we should be able to carry guns. The New Jersey State Constitution, we should be able to protect ourselves. And here we are. The very basic common sense on this whole thing is that uh, if the responsible gun owners have guns, concealed carry, it makes it harder for those who are carrying guns illegally to do anything, because the possibility exists that there may be somebody in the room that knows more than they do, and a lot of times they'll want to go places where there are no guns, where there is, where they are shooting fish in a barrel, coin a phrase, so to speak. But 1-800-283-101.5 I've not heard anyone call the radio station arguing the point. I've not heard anyone call on the radio station saying it's a bad idea. And that surprises me. But here's where you can call and voice your opinion. Do you believe that uh, we should be able to conceal and carry in New Jersey? And as I said, I'm not a gun owner. I have no horse in this race. But I can just, from simple common sense... See why it was not a bad idea. Why not so much that it should be necessary, but that we should be allowed to, if you so choose to carry a gun in New Jersey, to be able to do so. Our nation was built on being able to protect ourselves. And if you don't feel confident in what's protecting you, you should be able to have a gun. And of course, all the laws apply should you use that gun. So it's not carte blanche. And a federal judge seems to agree, you know, uh, here in New Jersey. It's only a matter of time, probably a few months, before we'll be able to conceal and carry. The uh, attorney general, this decision is bad, constitutional, and bad for New Jersey. Will appeal? be appealing immediately. Well, good luck with that because I don't see how it can hold up. Rick is in Philadelphia New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Rick. Hey, Steve. What's going on, man? You are. What are you thinking?
1: Uh, well, I'm thinking, you know, it's it's about time. You know, one of the main reasons to stop me from ever moving to New Jersey right. is because that means I can't legally carry. You know, I carry in Pennsylvania. Um, I'm a Marine. I got nine years in the Marine Corps, mm-hmm. and I want to move on to bigger and better things to where I live, but the next point... I don't want to have to relinquish my firearms or go through a
2: 100-point ballistics check to be able to carry. Well, you know what? Thank you for your service. Have you ever had to use your gun? Yes. What happened?
1: I was held up working on a truck in uh, North Philadelphia. I got, got approached, and I had to pull. They pulled. I shot.
2: They dropped. And your life was saved? Oh, yeah. Okay. You know, because that's the other yeah. part of it, too. I mean, if you conceal and carry him, were you exonerated? I mean, were you, you know, did you come out of that all yeah, Oh,
1: right? yeah, yeah. There, oh, sure. There were video cameras or anything. The okay. footage was all there. All right. The footage was there. And, and it wasn't like I rapid-fired I didn't drop. I did enough just to take him down and get him away from me.
2: Okay. And what happened to him?
1: He got locked up.
2: Okay. He didn't die. He no, illegal? illegal? He, yeah, he yeah. thwarted the crime. Yeah,
1: no, I didn't kill him. No, I okay. didn't kill him.
2: Yeah. All right. So, Rick, you know, so basically, again, you're you're you want the gun to be able to protect yourself. And maybe if he knew you had a gun, he may not have even approached you.
1: Exactly. You know, it's like, you know, everybody screams gun control, gun violence. This and that. Let me tell you something. The gun has no conscience. The gun does not know who's who's holding it. The gun don't know what it's being used for. No. Therefore, it's people violence. It's not gun violence. And I'm I'm sick of hearing Gun violence, gun violence, gun violence. Because that deal with enough of it over here in Philadelphia.
2: Maybe they could use the money they raise from the gun licenses to work on mental health issues in New Jersey, which could go a long
1: way. Well, you know what I mean? That is, but like my main thing, is though, is now, like, you know, I hold a CDL. I drive a big truck. You right. know, I go from state to state. I work for Cam Denier, okay, EMR. I run, I run a 100-yard dump trailer every day. Right. And I go from place to place to place. And, then, you know, they are... You know, just getting into some of our own facilities, you know, it, it, it's it's pretty shitty. All My, right,
2: you can protect yourself. I got to hit the news, but thanks for your call to New Jersey 101.5 in your service. Mike, hold on. Here's fast traffic. New Jersey 101.5, where it could be easier to carry and conceal, or conceal and carry. A federal judge struck down a lot of New Jersey gun laws, paving the way for conceal and carry in New Jersey. You on board? One 1015 I got a Twitter poll up asking the very same question. I'll give you the results coming up. But first, we have to hear from Mike, who is somewhere in Central New Jersey. Mike, where are you? On two eighty seven, cruising along, nice and calmly. There you go. Keep calm, especially when you That's carry. It. What's going on, my friend?
12: Absolutely. Um, it's very obtainable. You can carry in New Jersey now if you take the proper courses and qualify, right? And and the and the background checks, right? Um, it, it's a really good thing. It really is. It's about time.
9: Why do you say that?
12: Um, because we have a Second Amendment right to possess and bear arms. Okay, and we don't infringe on your right to be on the radio and freedom of speech. So why would, she, why would we infringe on the Second Amendment?
2: Because you know why? Because this is 2023 America and 2023 New Jersey, and leadership feels they have to infringe on everything they possibly can. It's not about what they want. It's that you have to do what they want as well, and that's what drives me crazy.
12: Well, yeah, it drives me crazy, too. But, you know, it's been almost a year. June will be a year we've been allowed to carry, civilians have been allowed to carry firearms. Right. And there has not been, and there won't be one incident where a law abiding citizen has committed a crime with that firearm. Mm hmm. And the Democrats are not going to want to hear that when they do their study in June. Say it's been one year and nothing's happened.
2: Yeah. So- and
12: just make these, these gun owners look better.
2: Well, you know what? And, and that's what it's all about. And yet when we see those who have guns illegally. And then when you see this onslaught of people that could be coming to New Jersey illegally or who have illegally come into this country, you got to do what you can to protect yourself. And even if that just means the security of knowing you have a weapon or other people thinking you may have a weapon. And if that could deter a crime, so be it.
12: Yes, absolutely. Forty nine other states allow concealed carry or open carry. Why
2: should New Jersey not be one of them? I don't know. Ask him why we can't pump our own gas. Thanks <laughs> the call to New Jersey 101.5. Another thing 49 other states can do that we cannot. Uh, Officer Joe is in Pittsburgh. I'm uh, Pittsgrove in New Jersey 101.5. I almost put you in Pittsburgh. What's happening, pal? I, I heard you.
13: You almost put me in Pittsburgh.
2: Banish
13: <laughs> to but Pittsburgh. I Go ahead. <laughs> I, um... I am 100% for carry. I think citizens have a right to carry. I do believe that extensive background checks should be done. I don't believe that, you know, you should just be able to walk in and buy a, a, a gun immediately with a driver's license, et cetera. You know, some states are like that. Right. Um, I, I'm all about, you know, doing proper background checks. And if you have anything at all in your record, then you are denied. But if you're a law-abiding Honest citizen, you have every right to protect yourself. The crime is just running rampant out here. I see it. You know what I do for a living.
2: How much uh, are your hands tied doing what you do for a living? As a police officer, how frustrated, knowing that you can solve the problem, but you are legally prevented from doing so?
13: Steve, I, I'm gonna. the best way I could tell you how frustrated I am... Every day when I go home, I put a—I have a red magic marker—and uh-huh. I put a check on the calendar because I'm retiring at the end of this year. I can't wait to run out of here because i, I want to scream. My hands are tied like you cannot believe. We—we we are have so many restrictions. This dopey attorney general put so many rules on us that we cannot do our job. And the problem is, if, if you go to react. You really have to second guess yourself because it's like, oh my God, am I doing the right thing? Am I going to lose my job because I'm, I, I, I'm going to react to this? And you know, in, in my profession, sir, I don't always have time to to think. I have to react.
2: You know, a split and, second. Could someone else killed? Yeah, in that split second, not only do you have to react to the moment, you have to react to everything that you just said. Who the hell can do that?
13: Absolutely. Do you
2: know what a lot of the
13: problem is, Steve? And I, I know you and I have talked about this before, and I also talked to Bill Spady about this conversation not too long ago. The problem is it's let's make a deal in the courtrooms. The yeah. Criminals have no fear of, of anything because they know they're going to get out. And God forbid, like a, a juvenile, if you're a juvenile, chances are you, you're not going to get nothing. And if you do, it's going to be very, very minimal. And I I just heard the story now about these teens that killed this cab driver somewhere in New Jersey. You know, I, 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 my, a couple of my officers and myself were talking and we, we agreed that they'll they'll probably get the very, very minimal. And I mean, it it stop. it's time to stop trying these kids as juveniles when they're committing uh, adult crimes. And I am a hundred percent for bringing back the death penalty. If you are, uh, if if you are absolutely caught dead right, and they know without doubt that you are guilty, right. there shouldn't be all yeah. these appeals. And uh, let the, make the criminal fear the law a little bit. I mean, right now it, it's just a joke. They they give me the finger, they they cuss me out, and I got to stand there and take it because I'm on camera
2: and wearing a uniform. Yeah, you know everything that you stood for to uphold the law, and you have to be humiliated like that in, in New Jersey. It's just not right.
13: Steve, I love my job. I've been doing it for uh, 25 years now. I love my job. I always loved it. I'm not one of them cops that go out there and harass people. I help everybody that I can. I don't even like writing tickets. I will write warnings all day long. If people give me courtesy when I stop them, I let them go. I almost got suspended because I I seen a guy driving. He was swerving. He had a little bit too much to drink, him and his partner. I put him in the back of my car and drove him home. My lieutenant called me in the office and I was facing up to three months of a uh, uh, suspension for that because of John's law. If you look it up, you'll see what that's all about. Yeah, and, and I said, "Well, the, the guy, the guy was, you know, he was just—he admitted that he had a few drinks. He wasn't drunk, you know. You had compassion. My hands are even, yeah. My, my hands were even tied, uh, you know, being nice guy. So, I, I it, it's just frustrating for me. I, I, I want to help people, but I also want to." do the right things. You know, I want to get these uh, criminals off the street because they're causing havoc in our, in our, in our country and, and we, and it's out of control.
2: All right, Joe, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. I wish I could have kept John Longer, but I got to hit the news and uh, just listen, just listen to a police officer, New Jersey police officer frustrated with everything he has to deal with in New Jersey. Should we be able to conceal and carry? Rich Tom, I got one open slot. Jump on. It's 831. Never leader on New Jersey. 101.5. Steve Fremish. Uh, it's getting easier to carry in New Jersey. Should licensed gun owners be able to conceal and carry in New Jersey? 213 votes on the Twitter poll. 67.1% say yes. And uh 32.9% say uh-uh. You tell me why federal judges made it easier today by uh, throwing out a lot of the uh, laws New Jersey put in to make it more difficult to conceal and carry rich is in Union County on New Jersey 101.5 hey rich
3: hey Steve uh, just a, just a quick point yes uh, she did throw out a lot of things however she left in place the liability insurance now I don't even know I'm not I'm not a gun owner I, I have no interest but I'm just curious, where does somebody find liability insurance to carry a gun in New Jersey? Is that going to be a a $5,000 a year expense for somebody to carry a gun?
2: That I don't know. I mean...
3: mean, Yes, I I read her decision. She left that in place, so uh, obviously you have to take firearm training, okay? Which I agree with. Right. But she also left the, left the liability insurance. So if you want to
14: carry,
2: well, or, you would have to. Don't all states have make you carry liability insurance if you're going to carry? I mean, because if that, the gun results in I injury, I would imagine there would have to be liability insurance. No.
3: That I don't know. I was just wondering if you knew that.
2: Uh, I honestly, I honestly don't. But I will. I'll tell you what. On the break, I'll check into it. But yeah, uh, yeah I'm,
3: just cur- I'm just curious. I'm just curious.
2: Yeah, uh, but regardless of that, you know, should you be able? I mean, how do you feel about the idea? Oh
3: yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent.
2: You know, I I don't I don't know how big a deal that is. You know, I don't uh, if the, if the idea is okay now this is going to be a loophole that New Jersey can pull. Okay, you can carry the which of course, your million dollars in liability insurance. That, that's my point. If sure, they yeah, went that know, route, gonna... somebody'd have to stop. Yeah. Them. That would just be, I mean, think about this. If they were to do, it's kind of like what just happened. You know, uh, they they passed the law saying you could carry. And then next thing you know, uh, you know, they came up with the, all these for cockpital laws that say oh, you can't carry it anywhere. You can carry it anywhere you want, but just not here. So then the judge said, you know, looked at it and basically said, no, you don't. And got rid of that. So I imagine if it came down to liability insurance and he tried to pull the same thing, that another judge would just throw that out.
3: Well you know how insurance is in New Jersey. They could they 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 rake you
1: over the coals here.
2: Yeah, but I don't think it would be I mean I I my point is that I don't think it would be a, a trick they could pull out of you know, out of their hat to get the keep the gun laws where they want them. But thanks for the call to New Jersey one oh one point five. Tom is in Branchburg on New Jersey one oh one point five. Hi Tom.
14: Hey, great show, Steve. Thank you, pal. Uh first I want to answer your question from that last call. There is no state currently requiring that insurance there's a couple of them talking about it but it doesn't even so new
2: jersey requires liability insurance and no other state does
14: yeah and the insurance doesn't even exist yet that's one of their many ways they want to make it that nobody's okay carrying um
2: but again i would imagine that a judge wouldn't let that happen it's just another loophole to get around it yeah and they may put a ceiling on what you can i mean you know uh, if no other state is carrying it, then that's something else you could fight.
14: Well, no other state is requiring it. Okay. Uh, but, the, but a couple of them are talking about it because anytime certain states see a good way to trip us up on this stuff, they all jump on it. Right. Anyway, the, the main reason I called, um, I work in a lot of rough places, Camden, Newark, Philly, and I've been carrying concealed for a long time. Right. I have five saves. One time I saved myself. The other four times I saved someone else who was about to be attacked. And only one of those times did I even have to draw the gun. The other four times, just reaching for it, ended the incident before it started.
2: And that's from you being able to carry a gun, so it was a good thing. You prevented crime, and you basically saved people's lives. Right. And when you, so when you hear the attorney general talking about how bad this is going to be, what goes through your mind?
14: Well, anybody who wants complete control of their subjects does not want them to own weapons. That's what goes through my mind
2: with these people. Yeah, that's, a, that's a good way to put it. Tom, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Uh, Rob is in East Brunswick on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Rob. Hey, how are you? Good. How about
7: you? Doing good. Just want to clarify that liability portion of the law was actually overturned in today's judgment because it's actually not fair to the average person to be able to carry that kind of insurance from a cost perspective.
2: All right. Now, wait a minute. You're saying that the judge overturned it today?
7: Yeah. It put an injunction in so that it's not enforceable.
2: Rob, are you backing that up? Uh, I did not. Didn't I, okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Bill. All right. I'm looking here. I Googled it. Any citizen who carries a handgun in public in the state must maintain liability insurance of at least $300,000. This ensures against any loss, bodily injury, death, and property damage as a result of the ownership, maintenance, operation, or use of a firearm carried in public. So you're saying that was overturned today? Correct. Okay. Uh, And you know what? If no other state has it, then it should be. Let me ask you this, though. Would you, as a gun owner, carry liability insurance? Because if I I would, because in case anybody tried to come at me for wrongful death, God forbid, I would want some kind of coverage or protection, no?
7: Right, and and I would carry it in case there's like an accidental discharge or, you know, another issue that might arise that's not in the sense of defending yourself or someone else.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, you're saying that it was, the judge threw it out today, so you don't have to have it. But I think it's a good idea, and you think, we think it's a good idea to have it.
7: Yeah, and New Jersey doesn't, there aren't any companies in New Jersey that offer it either.
2: Maybe that's why she threw it out. <laughs> oh, believe me, if this happens, you're going to see companies spring up.
7: Well, so I talked to a couple companies, and they, they aren't doing business in New Jersey because New Jersey makes it very difficult for that type of insurance to get placed in, in so, New Jersey.
2: So now we go the other way. Then again, if you don't have to have it, then it would be in their best interest to offer it so people could have it if they want it. You know what I mean? It wouldn't, it wouldn't be a preventative from you to getting the gun if it's not if you don't have to have it in the first place. So the insurance companies once this see, once they make it legal for people to carry, once they get rid of all the obstacles, you'll see everything change. As far as insurance becoming available, you know, as well as so many other things. So I think it's just well, they, a matter of
7: time. They, they explained to me that they, to underwrite gun liability insurance in the state of New Jersey, the insurance companies have to offer all the other kind of insurances that are out there. So they can't just do gun insurance.
2: So if they offer this, does that mean they have to sell it? Does that mean have to buy it? I, I, well, what what I, I, difference would it make if they just offered it?
7: It's just a restriction on the insurance company, making it more difficult for the insurance company to have to offer all lines of insurance, not just yeah. gun coverage.
2: But is is any, is anybody right now writing gun liability policies?
7: I I contacted about fifteen companies and none of them write in New Jersey. They write in other states, but not New Jersey.
2: All right. Well, you know, again, we're going to have to see what happens after uh, it, the the way becomes paved. All right, one eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Uh, your thoughts should we be allowed to carry in new jersey spring is finally here you're back outside doing what you love the most is pain holding you back don't you want to enjoy a life without pain well you need to go to trinity rehab trinity rehab can help pain or even age is no excuse trinity rehab is unlike any place you've ever tried no prescription needed same day appointments fast results trinity rehab actually fixes the pain instead of masking it call trinity rehab at 800-518-0977 go to trinity rehab -rehab trinity-rehab.com be sure to ask about their EPAT therapy. It's cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, frees you from pain fast. In fact, most patients see results in three five-minute sessions, and no prescription is needed to get started. Trinity Rehab has dozens of locations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, like their newest ones in Woodbridge, Flemington, Toms River, and Walm. So you know there's one near you. For more details, visit trinity-rehab.com. That's trinity-rehab.com. It's on New Jersey 101.5. Sending you to see the great shows at the Carteret Pack this May. You could win tickets to Abomania Saturday, May 20th, or Menopause the Musical on Sunday, May 21st, starring Jeffrey Palm. Two grand prize winners also win brunch at the Underground Bistro before the show. Enter now to win at NJ1015.com. And good luck. You know, I uh, opened the NJ pack. I uh, was there with Mike Marino the week before the official opening of the Smithereens. Oh, who Mike played Marino. the first week in December. You see, Jeffrey Paul oh, okay. is here. Okay. Uh hold on we got I got to put you on hold for a few minutes I got to take care of these I got to get these calls here. Uh Paul is in brick on New Jersey 101.5. Hey Paul.
6: Hey Steve, love your show and love your topic here. What do you think? Um, I just wanted to let you know that there is liability insurance available in New Jersey. And it's coverage for hunters. Hunters go during the hunting season. Right. They use a long arm or a bow and arrow um, to go hunting. And the purpose of the liability insurance is uh, if you, unfortunately, should accidentally harm another hunter. While hunting, you have general liability.
2: It makes sense to carry it. No, we, we checked, but yeah. the judge did pull the liability for the concealed and carried out. You don't you don't have to have it, but it's a good thing to have.
4: Yes,
6: it is. And it, it, I would foresee insurance companies for very good credit worthy customers with umbrella policies considering adding a rider for a concealed carry weapon. Or a businessman that owns a small business that has a cash business and carries uh, what's called umbrella
15: mm-hmm.
2: coverage. Yeah. Add that as a rider to the policy. They'll find a way to get it done. And Danette is in Union City. What's up, Annette? Hey, Steve. How you doing? I'm looking at Mayor Stack on television today. Oh, really? Yes. He sends regards. <laughs> so what are you thinking?
3: Uh, I think somebody, Yeah, you know, I agree with the, the carry, but the only thing is, like, they should uh, go through some type of a class. The uh, insurance should be covered because, God forbid, if you shoot somebody and you don't have insurance, the person who you shoot can sue you for a lot more, include taking your house away and other property, and God only knows what
1: else that you have.
2: Yeah, you got to get liability. It would be silly. It would be silly not to get the liability. But Anthony, thanks for the call to what New Jersey one point five. What the hell are you doing here? You will close us out. What's happening, my friend? Yeah, I'll close you
11: out, Steve. But that guess what? The reason why I'm calling is, first of all, my comment is a good guy with a gun can stop a bad guy with a gun.
2: You but watch a lot that, of movies,
11: but saying that, yeah, but saying that, Steve, I got to tell you, listen, the police officer that you had on a little while
2: back—he's a know, good man, that, that Joe. Conversa-
11: yeah, that conversation was so good. When I was listening to it, I'm saying to myself, you know what? We need to hear more conversations like that. We need, and, and this is what it- this is what it's about, Steve. You know, people don't understand that police officer is a public servant, just like these politicians. But we always hear from the politicians. We don't hear from these people.
2: No, you know? and you know what? I I was supposed to hit the news. I left them. I left them on for like an extra two minutes because oh. it was so riveting. It was oh. so good. I I couldn't stop them, so and then I had to.
11: Listen, Steve, I loved it. But this is this is what I'm this is what I'm going to tell people in New Jersey. That man, that police officer, said, I can't wait to retire to get out of New Jersey. People, you are losing one hell of a public servant.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Jim Babjack of the Smithereens is coming up. Jersey News and Jersey Views,
0: both are here on New Jersey 101.5. and
2: get you through the All 800 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis. Jim Badjack will be calling in tonight in a few minutes. In the meantime, in between time, I got Jeffrey Paul here. Congratulations, your son graduated college. How nice for that. That's a big
16: accomplishment, man. Yeah, I, I, how about that? I hope everyone who's listening gets to experience a beautiful day like that. That is one of the highlights of my life. How about that? And so
2: tell me now, where's he going? What's the deal?
16: So my son uh, goes to the University of Hartford, and he graduated with a a degree in science, health sciences, and he's staying up there because in two weeks, he starts a PhD program in physical therapy.
2: Really? Yeah. My wife is a physical therapist.
16: Yeah, Yeah, that's a small one.
2: That is a great, great profession to be in. You know what? People. You automatically work. Right. Like from day one, you automatically work and your ceiling is great. The health professions, you know, is basically recession proof. Mm -hmm. You know, people will
16: always have to go to get physical therapy. They're always going to need doctors. You know, it's a job where if you're willing to hustle, you can do very well and you start out great. But it's a sacrifice. He's sacrificing his next three years.
2: Uh Yeah. I mean, you know what? It's worth it, though. It's uh, it's all worth it because, like I said, she's been doing it. She got out of school at twenty three back in nineteen eighty seven. Gave the valedictorian speech at the Garden State Law Center, and and uh, I didn't even do the opening act or anything like that. Didn't know it back then. No, but uh, it was you know since then she has she has always worked. It's one of the greatest fields to make money in.
16: Yeah, no, it's also awesome is uh that I get the privilege of having to pay for this.
2: Yes, as a comic, as a working stand-up right.
16: comedian, you get to pay for this. Yeah, right, I get, I get to pay for this. So... Um... If anyone's listening and they have a VHW and they want it on a Tuesday night, be willing to do that uh-huh. because then the school is really expensive.
2: There's one show I could tell you about. You know, the uh, North to Shore Summer Festival is going on in New Jersey. See, uh, Austin has South by Southwest. We say, we're better than that. We're going to do North to Shore Summer Festival. And uh, all kinds of music headliners are going to descend from June 4th through 11th in Atlantic City, the 14th to the 8th in Asbury park the 21st and 25th in newark the show you want to see is sold out and it's going to be at the wonder bar on june 17th with the smithereens and lead guitarist jim babjack is on the phone how you doing pal hey how are you man you are oh, scaring man. the hell out of me it's like 909 i'm like where is he? I'm, te- I'm texting i'm texting He's like all right one minute one minute okay how you doing
17: Oh, I, I I called right
2: at nine ten. Like so, I was. <laughs> I like that. See that that's a good that's a good man. He calls right at nine ten. Punctual man. That's that
16: that's that's the that's the personality of a great guitar player.
2: Uh, that Jim. That's Jeff really? Paul. He's a huge fan of yours. He's a huge fan of the bands. He follows you. We're coming to see you guys August fifth uh, up in Frenchtown.
17: Oh yeah, that's another great show.
2: Yeah, yeah. But tell us about this great show, June seventeenth at the Wonder Bar. You're kind of going full circle, man. You guys kind of started at the Wonder Bar.
17: Well, actually, the Stone Pony. Right. Yeah, Asbury Park in general. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, our first one of our first shows was in uh, March of nineteen eighty in uh, in Asbury Park. Yeah, that's a long time ago, opening for Lord Gunner.
2: I remember Lord Gunner. Wow.
17: Yeah, Lance Lance Larson was the leader of that band, and I uh-huh. just saw him the other day at the Pollock Theater because I did this uh, Les Paul Experience uh, show with Bobby Bandiera. Um, I, I last when did I play there? Friday. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you did. Was that where you did the sound check for Baby It's You?
0: No,
17: no, that was in Pennsylvania. Yeah.
2: That was great.
17: Yeah, wasn't that fun? Yeah. I'm, yeah, that was a, a Burt Bacharach tribute. Uh, uh-huh. I do that. Yeah.
2: Oh, wow. I'm telling you, you. So I hear this is going to be a good old rock and roll smithereen show at the Wonder Bar on the 17th. Like, you're going to feel your hair grow as, I guess, 1980 again. You're going to get a mullet by the time you leave this show. It's going to be so good. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking.
17: It's going to be great. And we always do something different at, at each show. and. Like I say on stage, I feel like I'm 18 again when I'm on stage. There's just, uh, that's just the way it is, man. (laughs)
2: <laughs> you play like you're eighteen. I remember seeing you guys at Carteret, uh you know, going back to your old horns, going back to where you went to high school, where Klein's used to be, and there you are, you and Dennis and Mike going into Sparks, and it was almost like you guys had that look on your on your face like you were in a time warp, and it was nineteen seventy five
17: Well, that's what it feels like, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. All right. So now Jeff Jeff has been Jeff follows you guys around. He's the he's the guy hangs, hanging outside in the bushes, peeking in the window. He's dying <laughs> oh. to ask you this question. Go ahead, Jeff. Yeah. So Jim, I first
16: of all I love you guys. I've been a fan since the first album. Okay, I, I just love what you guys do. You know, the, the no attitude. Just come out and playing great rock and roll. Um, yeah. I saw you at the St. George Theater in Staten Island. That's where I live, right? And I was wow. looking, and on every single show you did, this one song, except that this this song. It's my second favorite Mizzou song. Why didn't you do "Drown in My Own Tears"? <laughs> oh, you know what?
17: We I think we ran out of time. That's. You know, that, and and we had
16: to cut it. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> but this is what was so I remember cool. Remember that. This I remember is what that. was so cool about you guys. Is that, again, the non rock star attitude. The show is over. You don't, you walk down the steps. You're talking with the people, okay? It's taking me a minute to get out, out of the, the theater. You guys are hanging out in the lobby. I met some, yeah. some of you guys. I was talking with Robin. I took pictures with her. It, I mean, that. Every band should do what you guys. He's like did. a little kid. That is great. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I I I, well, I I met, worked with Zeppelin. I was more excited to see you guys.
17: Oh, that's that's
2: nice. Thank you.
17: Yeah, but if you, if you're you know if you're that big, you can't really walk out into the lobby.
16: <laughs> sure, you can.
2: <laughs> Maybe with a Groucho disguise
16: no. on, right? I mean, and and remember, I mean, you guys were so nice and so gracious. You know, what? I I also uh, noticed like. You guys do, and this is also so cool. You guys were doing like these barbecue shows. Oh, that
17: was Pat when 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 uh, he was alive. He used to do uh, he used to do barbecue at his house, uh, like an annual event. Amazing!
16: It's it just sounded so good.
17: Yeah, it was it was a cool thing because fans got to come up and play with with us, and it was kind of like band camp in a way, you know. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and you get to play with everybody else. Now you're playing with so many other lead singers. You got Robin, you got uh uh Marshall, Liz, Crenshaw. Marshall Crenshaw, Susan Cowsill. And uh what does it mean, how does it feel to be playing with all these great bands at the North to Shore Summer Festival? They couldn't do this without the Smithereens being involved, especially when it comes to Jersey. You're like on the Mount Rushmore of Jersey rock bands. How does it feel to be in this to begin with?
17: wow well first of all i mean we're we're really proud to be from new jersey and and uh it's about time that that uh, people recognize the the talents that are from this state you know because well uh, all throughout the 80s when we're touring all all across the usa people are like oh you're from jersey what exit you know <laughs> like, come on
2: man <laughs> hey, you've seen jersey get cachet over the years right jersey jersey got cool as, as you kept playing
17: yeah, it sure did. Yeah. Yeah. No, it it's it, it's so much fun. I I'm, I'm glad to be doing it. it. It it's there's nothing else I'd rather do, you know.
2: No, you know what? So it's going to be the Smithereens on June 17th at the Wonder Bar. Now, it's a sold-out show. Maybe we get lucky, you know. Maybe you get some, you know, some tickets become available. You never know. But, Jim, uh and uh, we have the Smithereens schedule. I'm going to put this up on the website. We'll have a post. We'll have the entire Smithereens schedule. You guys are all over this summer. Can't wait to see you August Smith, uh, August Smith, August 5th in Frenchtown at Artie's. Uh, thanks so much for coming on, my friend.
17: Anytime, man. It's always a pleasure.
2: You got we got to get you in here one night. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll you... get lost again. <laughs> <laughs> we'll send Jeff out to come and get you. You could play that song for him as you, right. as you bring him you, here. You owe me a song, yeah, Jim. Sure. Own one song. All right, Jim. We'll talk soon. All right. Thanks. Take care, pal. 1-800-283-101.5. You happy now? Look at you. You're glowing. You are You're positively glowing. You know
16: what? It's one of my favorite bands. I mean, a band doesn't have to be, you know, in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in order to for you to like love him and relate to him. I they you know, should be
2: in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. No, yeah. I'd I put him in. I don't, you know, this is awesome put him in over be. Missy Elliott. <laughs> yeah, I was
16: this list. You know, drove me crazy too. Oh well, wait, I got to hit the
2: traffic first. We'll, we'll yeah. talk about that later. Here's fast traffic. Five. All right, one 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevely. Jeffrey Paul, the very funny Jeffrey Paul is here. I am here. And he's got a son who graduated college, you know. He's all he's all hanging, he's all happy now. Look at this, right? He got to speak with Jim Bapchak.
16: Again, I am a I, I am a huge fan. I'm a big music fan. They're such a great guy, Phil. They're and such
2: a great You know what? They've been in here. They're such a great band. Uh just like you you root for them when you see them play.
16: That's right. That's a great way of putting it. You do root for them because like I said to him, they were so cordial to people off the stage like you see bands that go backstage i worked a million I toured for 19 years now you worked in the concert industry what would you did, do I did I did production for bands so I did four tours with uh the Stones right. two with Bruce and I ended up with Journey
2: and then I would do like tons And the Smithereens I see that's the thing you so you're in the business a lot of people in the business get immune to all this and yet when it comes to the Smithereens you're still like a little kid
16: Yeah because that's I great I always like them and their their music there are certain songs that take you back to certain periods of your life mm-hmm. and there's just songs like i've heard these songs for like over 30 years and like a song like um uh behind uh, the wall o- of sleep behind the wall of sleep which which they open with uh blood and roses uh mm-hmm. only a memory you know drowning my own tears you know these songs still are just as fresh and exciting as like the first time I put on the record, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, it make you feel like a kid. You know, like when he was talking about the Wonder Bar, I mean, he was talking about he started at the Stone Pony, but I'm thinking like Asbury Park, you know, and I'm thinking like the Wonder Bar is one of the many places, you know, that they played. And Lance and Debbie owned the Wonder Bar. I uh, roasted, uh I roasted Big Joe. No, I roasted Vinny Lopez at the Wonder Bar one night. Ah, OK. And that was a lot of fun. And that's how I met Lance and Debbie and all them. But the uh the great thing about it, though, like this, um, this, this concert, they're playing the Wonder Bar on June 17th, part of the North to Shore Music Fest. is being produced by uh, New Jersey Performing Arts Center, a month-long event to be held over three weekends in June, 50-plus concerts in three cities, Newark, Asbury Park, Atlantic City, celebrating the music, technology, comedy, and film in New Jersey. Bill Burr is going to be there. Uh, Uh, Stephen Colbert, Stephen Colbert a comedian, or is he just now a political analyst? Um, Is he going to go up there and Bidenize
16: everybody? Is he a political analyst or is he a political activist?
2: Is he even a comedian anymore? When was the last time he made anybody laugh? Probably
16: when he was on Curb Your Enthusiasm.
2: Yeah, or maybe when he was on uh,
16: Colbert Rapport. Yeah, when he he was on The um, Daily Show. Mm. I guess he was good, but I thought he was a better comedian actor than he was a stand-up comedian. Um, Because you know what? He's it's predictable. You know where he's going. You know what he's going to well, talk you about. you can't There's watch no it anymore
2: because it's all weaponized. It's all just political. And I, I want to be entertained. That's the time of day I want to turn off politics and just make me laugh. But that's a whole other topic for a whole other thing. But it's great, though, that I'm surprised it took this long. When you think about all of the talent that is here, like we take for granted Bands like the Smithereens, you know, and, and all, like, the movies and the artists that we have and the singers. Most states don't have that, you know. And yet, here we are in New Jersey. If you had to do a Mount Rushmore bands, right, and you had to come up with, I'm going to say, you got to put Springsteen and Bon Jovi on it. And Mount Rushmore rock bands. You got to put Bruce and Bon Jovi on it. And I got to go number three. I got to go Smithereens. Uh Especially with the way they've dominated the '80s and coming forward, they're just a typical, real live Jersey band. Now, who would the fourth band be? Right. There's a there's a huge, huge debate about this. Okay,
16: I would. I mean, I would go Rascals. Okay, well, let me just throw a couple of names at. You. Go ahead. Okay, uh, I think Skid Row is a huge jersey band their first do they have the cachet of like smithereens they have the cachet they have, of, they're like, bigger than the smithereens okay. you know i, I think it's uh, as as uh, as far as popularity i mean Old they type had, of music they, they're hard rock you know they're they had th- three i think you know, i think three their first three albums are excellent their first two are amazing they have probably one of the top Four best heavy metal singers of all time and Sebastian Bach. The guy's amazing. You know they are a great band. So I think there's an argument to be made for Skid Row. Okay. I think there's an argument to be made for the Blues Traveler. You know, Jersey over there. the Rascals. I think the Rascals. I like have, the Rascals. Yeah, I mean, the Rascals have a have a deeper catalog. Well, yeah. How, okay. How about like Jersey Favorites' Guest Light Anthem? I'd go Rascals over that. Okay. Them.
2: Um, I'd go smithereens over them. Nothing against Gaslight Anthem, but who's big? No, these are all,
16: well. I think all those bands are, but I think that they do have a, you know, they have a Jersey connection, right? And, and especially a guy like Sean Morton loves uh, Gaslight Anthem. Wow, well, gee, now, now you really <laughs> I, brought it I, I that. On. Okay, how about is this? Could this count as a
2: rock band? The Four Seasons. See, the thing with the Four Seasons, they're more of a, I'm, and I love the Four Seasons, but I think that they could be. I don't think of them as a rock band. You know, a rock band, you're thinking What like, do you consider them? A pop band? I would say pop. The I pop. mean, rock and roll. I mean, how would you... you when you're thinking rock, like you're thinking album-oriented rock. Would right? you think like would a rock station play the Four Seasons? Would
16: they have been on PLJ back in the day? No. No. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, would so Scott
2: Muni be going in now from WNA? You know, uh, you know. Scott Muni? Would Vince play them yeah. now? <laughs> the S- Scott Muni was in his early 90s and he refers to himself as the kid. Oh, he was AWA, BLC. Uh, <laughs> but but you know what I'm saying? I mean, that was now the Rascals with Dino Donnelly on drums. And we had um, Eddie Bugatti in here. I mean, uh, the stories about the Rascals. But the music, you know, that was cutting edge. That was that was the inspiration for a lot of rock. They, you know, they have some
16: absolute classics. We were talking about one a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. That is, You know, that you, you know, I think you said Eddie Bugatti sang. How can I be sure? Yeah, uh, I mean, unbelievable s- song. But, okay, so how about... You don't a- put them on the Mount Rushmore? I, I I may put them on the mountain. I'm just trying to really? I'm just trying to brainstorm some bands here with you. I, I, well, I gotta, I,
2: you got 20 seconds.
16: I got a check. I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, also a band to consider, uh, My Chemical Romance, because their song "The Black Parade" I thought was that generation's Bohemian Rhapsody. All
2: right, But that's one song. Yeah, but going live. I see again. right? It's, it's a generational thing hmm. too. I guess. All right, one 1-800-283-101.5. It's nine thirty. Seventy-one. New Jersey weather brought to you by W. Danley Electrical. Weather is unpredictable. With a, generatic, or a Generac automatic standby generator from W. Danley, you'll always have power. Right now, get 0% financing with payments as low as 139 a month. Visit danley911.com. Terms and conditions apply. Steve Trevelis. Jeffrey Paul hanging out tonight. He he came in a special on Tuesday because he heard I was going to talk to Jim Babjack of the Smithereens, so he got himself down here. You know, the Smithereens have a rider in their deal. They get a pizza after every show. Is that true? That's true. Would I lie to you? Would I come no, out with this I, kind I, of a fun fact? Would know I what?
16: make this stuff up? No, but but you, you also know this about me. I,
2: I can get tricked very easily. I believe everything people say. That's says. what we like most about you, too. <laughs> <laughs> now, if they put a cheesesteak in their contract after every show. Where would you it get would, it from? Uh, perhaps it could come from Espos. Uh, Espos, uh, I've got Nick Zamora, the owner of Expos, on with me now. And uh, Espos, uh, as you know, had a fire last July. But uh, before that, we did a story about them on NJ1015.com. Nick, how are you? How are we doing, Steve? We're doing great. Now, I hear you are really doing great, right? You you got back, you got past the fire. Uh, Espos is uh, in full operational form, doing very well, and you're in a cheesesteak competition. Tell me what's going on.
18: Yes, we are. No, we've been we've been moving and grooving after the fire, and uh, you know it's been a blessing. And every everybody really came through and uh, supported us. It's been great, you know. And with that, what made a real big difference is every single one of my staff members came back after the fire, and you know without them we're really nothing. So uh, happy to have everybody back, and uh, you know it's kind of led us down this path to this cheese state competition. There's a, a local food blogger. He goes by uh, at Tipsy Critic. And uh, he started this cheese, uh cheesesteak bracket. Right. And uh, we're in the, you know, we're in the finals right now, and it's, it's really cool. I mean, we're not a cheesesteak restaurant. We're Italian American red sauce joint and, with an incredible
2: uh, sauce. sauce, with an incredible gravy. Oh my! Yeah, don't. you got. That and right. the bread off. Oh.
18: So, so now. We started this. Good. Yep. Yeah, tell me how did this come oh, to yeah. be. Yeah, we, you know, we started this cheesesteak steak. Uh, Really, during COVID, everybody was shutting down for Friday lunch, which was a big thing in the area. And I said, you know what? If they're going to shut down, I'm going to open. Uh, so we did, and we came up with this cheesesteak. And, I mean, it's really just uh, – it's New Jersey in a bite. I mean, I get the bread from Elizabeth. It's that pizza bread, that same bread that they use for Jimmy Buffs and Dickie D's. Right. And, uh, you know, growing up, going down the seaside, you know, we always had steaks unlimited, okay, with the with the fried uh, cheese balls. Right. Same, same type of bread. And we do a shaved ribeye, caramelized onions, and a cherry pepper relish. Uh, the cherry pepper relish just brings it to a next level. Wow! It's my uh, Chef Max's uh, recipe, and it's got that sweet heat. It's got a little bit of heat. It's got the sweetness. It just brings it all together. And uh, it's been it's been one of those cult followings where little by little, Friday lunches started started getting better and better. Right. Then I started doing Sunday brunch uh, right after the fire. And uh, I'll tell you, if, if, if on Friday and Sunday mornings all I serve are cheesesteaks, so I'd still have you know I'd have a line out the door.
2: How come you don't do it every day,
18: right? How come? Why,
2: why you make us wait till Friday and Sunday? This sounds delicious. No, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, my mouth is watering
18: now. I want you to crave it a little bit. That's why you know we <laughs> can look right and end it right. That's it.
2: Okay, so so we got to crave the cheesesteak. And uh, now tell me, like now, so where, where are you placed now? Are you uh, what's what's the deal with the competition?
18: So, we're in the final round. Right. Voting ends uh, real early tomorrow morning. It looks like we are ahead a little bit. We're going against uh, Meatheads. I think they're based out in Lawrence. I haven't been there, but I heard they have an amazing cheesesteak as well. They do. Um, we're, just, we're, just, we're just having fun with it. It's just cool to be a part of it. It really is. Like I said, it started off as something just to do for fun. Uh, we made the cheesesteak, and it's just, it's turned into such a cool little thing. And, uh, you know, the competition really just uh, brings it to a next level.
2: Well, now, like, uh, if we do go to Espo's on those other days of the week, uh, what are some of the specialties we can look forward to? Because your restaurant is off the tra- – it, it was literally off the hook.
18: Yeah, I think our – I mean, I think our vodka sauce, you know, maybe, maybe – hey, shout out to Tipsy Critic. Let's do another uh, bracket with the vodka sauce because I look guarantee we'll win that one. Uh-huh. And uh, But our vodka sauce is off the charts. Chicken parm with vodka sauce is amazing. We do a steak parm, which is a 16-ounce grilled steak. A steak parm? A steak parm. It's a 16-ounce grilled Delmonico ribeye steak. Wow. Slather it with our homemade marinade. Right. Put some mozzarella on top, melt it, and it's out of this world. It, it, you know, I don't know any other restaurant that does it. It's just it, it's got that charcoal flavor, and between the marinade and the mozzarella, it's just absolutely out of this world. So...
2: I have never heard of steak parm before. Uh, oh, a yeah. Delmonico steak. This, this, this fun, sounds fun, insane.
18: Fun fact. Fun fact. Our grill is actually behind the bar, so whoever's bartending that night uh-huh. also, is also is also grilling the steak. So we got George and Lisa and Chrissy. They do an absolutely phenomenal job.
1: How about
16: George
18: that? Has been there at Espo since uh, since the seventies.
2: Nick, and, I got a quick uh, question to ask you. Nineteen seventy four, yeah. right?
18: Okay. Yeah, 1974.
16: Yep. Nick, first of all, Nick sounds like an awesome guy, right? Oh yes. Okay, so Nick, I love cheese steaks. What what do you put on a cheese steak? Do you, do you, is it okay to put ketchup, barbecue sauce, or hot sauce? What what do people put on cheese steak?
18: Truthfully, most people don't put anything on it because we have that cherry pepper relish. Yeah, it? you know, okay. see, you put the cherry yeah. pepper for me, relish. For, for me. I think a little bit of ketchup is okay. Anything else and, you know, no good. About mayonnaise.
2: About <laughs> I like mayonnaise. I hear it all the time. I'm a mayonnaise guy. You know what? On cheesesteak? Yeah. On cheesesteak. Get, che-
18: get the cheese Get the cheesesteak to go and do it at your house. Not at the <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm waiting for you to bring cheesesteaks down here, man. We're going to come up I there. I think
18: I'm going to have to. I think I'm going to have How about this one? <laughs> if we win the competition, yeah. I'll bring them down. I promise All
2: right, uh, you win the competition, you bring them down. You bring them down, with mayonnaise.
18: No, no. B-Y-O-N. <laughs> Bring your yeah. own mayo. The,
2: the mayo be outside
16: in a car in a locked vault. <laughs> Steve's also the type of guy that would put spaghetti on ketchup.
18: When
13: when
2: do we when do we find out? Like when do we find out who won this thing?
18: I think about six seven o'clock in the morning tomorrow. So I'll I'll, I'll send you the results either way
2: send me the, send me the results and we'll uh, we'll get this great cheesesteak recipe up on we'll get this great cheesesteak up on the nj1015.com cuz I know you sent me pictures and everything and uh, I can't wait to look at it I can't wait to taste it nick thanks so much for coming on
18: Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks, as always, Steve. Take care, guys. You got it, pal. Best of luck.
2: You don't put mayonnaise on that. I love mayonnaise on Mayonnaise, a on, mayonnaise a cheese on a cheesesteak? Yeah, mayonnaise on a cheesesteak. Mm-hmm. I would put mayonnaise on ice cream if I could. I'm a big man. Did you ever see the picture of um, the two girls? It was in the New York Post. Two girls are sitting in a basketball game. I think it was a, uh, a Warriors game. And they each got a spoon, and they're eating mayonnaise. No. That's disgusting. I wouldn't do that, but I would put it on would a juice eat, steak. Would you eat a mayonnaise sandwich? Yeah, I have no problem with that. I put a couple of slices of roast beef in between, but I'd do it. Three, 15 minutes on New Jersey. 101.5, 1 800 283, 101.5, Steve Trevellese. All right, it's been a hell of a night. We talked about, uh, Carrie and Conceal in New Jersey because the Supreme Court, uh, there's paving the way. A federal judge paved the way for us to be able to uh, conceal and carry in New Jersey. And we started there. Jim Babjack of the Smithereens came on and... Uh they're doing the, uh, North Shore Jersey Festival on June 17th over at the Wonder Bar, uh, where it kind of all began. They started at the Pony, but that's Berry Park. You know, I, I take a liberty there. And, uh, I there after that. And then after that, we had, uh, Nick DeMilo from, uh, Espos and, and the greatest cheesesteak ever made in the competition with Tipsy. I'm thinking to myself, where could I possibly go after that? Where, where, where can I possibly go? Who can I bring in to close this thing out? Kevin Mira from City of Angels, the man who asked the president of the United States to take a selfie. And he said yes. What do you think of Trump
19: on CNN? Hey, you know what? He went into the devil's den, didn't
2: he? Well, you know what? Uh, CNN is getting killed for that. Yeah. Uh, well, basically, they changed owners. Yeah. And the network is plummeting. It was so uh, – the, the the CNN ratings are so bad. They should get Bud Light to sponsor them. <laughs> I mean <laughs> – They brought they brought Trump in to rescue him. They did. That, their well, ratings went through the roof that night. They knew yeah. that the one it, – it's funny because they they knew that the only way they could get ratings was to bring him in yeah. because the only way they got ratings was to talk about him. So now they bring him in. And then they were apologizing to their listener, to their people who watch CNN, that they brought him in. But those people weren't watching CNN. <laughs> if anything, right, turn into it. And uh, they put that that girl, what was her name, Caitlin Collins, yeah. and it was really sad because he just ate her alive. He just, you know. Hey, back in the day, CNN was it.
19: We all watched CNN. That was when Turner where you got it. your news. You know, yeah.
2: something happened,
19: a major thing throughout the world. You were glued to CNN you remember uh
2: well when the Gulf War broke out remember Arthur Kent he was like the he was like the the, the teen wolf idol Blitzer? wolf Blitzer <laughs> no this guy Arthur Kent was like he became like uh the teen idol of newscasters really because well c n n because it was the first time there was world news right, and if I'm not mistaken. Iraq knew what we were doing, or we knew what they were doing, because, because these these guys were on CNN. <laughs> well, here is what they're going to do, bah, 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 bah. and all of a sudden, hey guys, everybody can see this.
19: <laughs> well, you know that's scary because you have a Marine to my right and you have an Army to my left. So, um, you know, those, that. National
2: news. That we're I feel very protected guys. right now. Do you? I feel very protected.
19: Well, right you now. don't have to. I got. I
2: got a marine. You got. I got. A, I got a, I, I, you have a marine to your left and an army to your right. There you go. I got a marine to my right and army <laughs> to my left. <laughs> Who's there on first? Go? Who's on first? Right. Uh, so what we're going to do is now coming up. Uh, we're going to talk about all that's going on with City of Angels yep. and Kevin Mears, CEO, founder of City of Angels. And what's great about City of Angels? You guys are like the St. Jude of addiction mm. because you help people regardless of their insurance, regardless of any, uh, you know, whether or not they've got affiliation. If they need help, that's the affiliation. Yeah. And sure. you reach out and help. And I remember, I'll never forget, you pulling out the 23 holy cards going, these are the people we lost this month. And... Uh, he doesn't like when I do this. But, I mean, you know, the the idea that here we are playing trivia, uh having a grand old time, and then we go into commercial, and Kevin's on the phone with somebody uh, who needs help. All right, the train's going to meet you here. You do this, go that. This, and he's putting the whole thing in motion, comes right back in, smile back on the face, and here we go.
19: Your show is a, a light and sometimes a dark place for us. So we really enjoy coming in and everything that you do for... You know, you you bring this issue to light. You know, I I just come and sit here. You you bring it to light. We can't never thank you enough.
2: Well, thank you, you know, and uh, we're going to come up. We're going to coming up after the break. We're going to find out the next thing the City of Angels is doing, what they're doing to help veterans. And if you know any veterans, if you are a veteran and you're dealing with depression, PTSD, stick around.
0: You can listen on demand to New Jersey 101.5's Dennis and Judy. I have a very good sense of when to stop talking. Really? Listen anytime and anywhere on demand. Subscribe to Dennis and Judy's on demand show wherever you get podcasts. You can also hear it for free on our New Jersey 101.5 app. Thanks to our sponsor, Value City NJ, with nine locations in New Jersey. Or online at valuecitynj.com. Dennis and Judy. Oh, you're my best. Now available on demand from New Jersey 101.5. W Trenton, WKXWHD, a town square media station. From New Jersey's most listened to station, New Jersey 101.5 News starts
15: now. It's 10 o'clock. I'm Chad Robinson, topping our report this hour. In case you missed it, New Jersey officials continue efforts to try and stop New York City's congestion pricing plan. New Jersey's not-for-profit aligned with Governor Phil Murphy started billboard ads near the Hudson River crossings that attempt to try and convince New Yorkers and New York businesses to move to the Garden State. Several groups came together at the state house in Trenton for a parental rights and education freedom rally. Greg Quinlan of the Center for Garden State Families says, a lot of what's being taught in public schools is detrimental to students' mental health and safety.
11: We're here to say that parents have rights, Parents need the choice to send their child with their money to the school of their choice. The money should follow the child.
15: He adds many teachers are very upset about what they have to teach in school, but sometimes their jobs are threatened if they speak up. Howell Township said Monday it will take six to eight months for the EPA to open, identify, and characterize the contents of the 400 drums and 1,000 small containers found at the former Compounders property on Marl Road. The EPA continues to monitor the air for any dangerous compounds while the NJDEP is helping check the soil and groundwater once barrels are taken. One of the biggest nuisances for almost everyone is dealing with telemarketers. In New Jersey, consumers just got a much-needed boost in their fight against them as Governor Murphy signed a Seinfeld-inspired law introduced by Senator John Bramnick aimed at combating telemarketers.
11: This is a bill that makes you have to, when you call up somebody at home, when you're calling them up in the middle of their dinner, you have to say, I think within the first 30 seconds, John, you you have to say who you are and why you're calling.
15: The law is in honor of a Seinfeld episode when Jerry offers to call back a telemarketer. The law also spells out consequences for telemarketers who lie and misrepresent information on sales calls. A majority of Americans feel now is a bad time to buy a house. A new Gallup poll shows that only 21% of adults in the U.S. think it's a good time to buy a home. Only the second time since Gallup began conducting the poll in 1978 that fewer than half of respondents had a positive view of the housing market. The highest confidence level was in 2003. Just how hot will it get this week? The complete New Jersey when a 1.5 forecast is coming up. New Jersey, fast traffic in one minute. Jersey Radio. You're giggling the whole
4: ride
0: home. (laughs) New Jersey 101.5. Love our contests? Sign up for contest alerts on our New Jersey 101.5 app. Once that's locked in, get ready to win. New Jersey 101.5 instant weather. We'll have an evening shower in one or two spots. Most areas, though, will stay dry. As we head through tonight, we'll have a partly to mostly cloudy sky. Mild tonight with a low uh, in the mid to upper 50s for the most parts, And then a breezy, much cooler day tomorrow with a good deal of sunshine. Uh, Now, we will have an elevated fire risk due to the dry conditions, the low humidity, and the uh, gusty breeze. High temperatures tomorrow in the mid-60s. Mainly clear and chilly tomorrow night. Lows between 40 and 45. We'll drop into the 30s in the northwest hills where there will be some areas of frost. And plenty of sunshine for Thursday. High temperatures in the mid to upper 60s. It'll be closer to 60 at the shore. A little bit milder heading into Friday. With sunshine and patchy clouds, high temperatures will be closer to 70. I'm meteorologist Brian Thompson.
15: Harrison 74, Dunnellen 64, Mount Laurel 72. And J101.5.com is your source for breaking news. Download our free app to get breaking news alerts sent to your phone.
0: New Jersey 101.5, our own radio station. Not New York, not Philadelphia. Proud to be New Jersey. New
1: Jersey 101.5. Do you have the
0: time to listen to me whine about nothing
1: and everything all
2: at I got no time to listen to you whine. Very, very busy man. But you don't have to listen to me whine. I bring people in here that can whine for me. Steve Trevelis. Hanging out till 11 o'clock tonight here in New Jersey, 101.5. Tomorrow night, May Pang is going to be on. May Pang... Uh had an 18-month affair with John Lennon called The Lost Weekend, and she'll be telling John Lennon stories. And then, of course, we got uh, Jeffrey coming back, and Mark Riccadana and Justin Gonzalez as we do trivia, uh, where Kevin Mary used to come in and hang out and play Trevia with, with us. Now, you know, now he's all full of himself, uh, saving veterans and all that. <laughs> I gotta go get comedians to come in. But he joins me now from City of Angels, and um, Father Vincent R. Cappadano, Veterans research and wellness initiative at city of angels Mm -hmm. uh so tell us
19: about this well um we've talked a lot about it on the show that um in around 2012 in that area we started seeing veterans coming back from iraq and afghanistan with um uh mental health issues ptsd um a it, it issue, uh, it, uh, issues with substance use disorders, so on and so forth, and um, and uh, so I was uh, hooked up with a Marine Corps League from North Jersey, Sergeant Major Eddie Niece, and right. invited me on trips down to Walter Reed and Andrews Air Force Base, Wounded the Warrior Battalion at Marine Corps Base Camp Lejeune. And um, you didn't drink the water, did you? No, good.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. No. <laughs> just
19: just make sure. We're going to have to ask Jesse about that. <laughs> right. you know, Jesse's a. parent. Yeah, we
2: should introduce who else is here. Hold on. We've you got... really want to? Yes, of course. All right, go ahead. Yeah, Well, you've got Greg over here. Yeah. All right. You need to give me his last name, though. Greg Procopio. That's Greg. Pro... I would remember that. Ten- Greg Procopio. Is
19: Ten-year here. Army veteran. Yes. Thank you for your service. Thank you. Jesse Irizarry, 14-year Marine.
6: Hoorah.
2: Thank you for your service. Hoorah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. You all thank later. <laughs> I've already <laughs> thanked you enough. Uh, so, so now, so tell us what's going on. All right. So, you know,
19: the, we began our Warrior Down program after those right. experiences where we saw, you know, the veterans coming in that needed help and then get hooked up with Sergeant Major Eddie Neese nice and going down to see the wounded uh, um, service members, men and women, and um, Walter Reed. And um, so we had our program going, Warrior Down support group. And then, um, you know, we were doing our normal city of angels, helping people. And if you look at the numbers, when my son died in 2008, there was probably 29, 30,000 overdose deaths. Now there's over 100,000 and um, a year. And so the numbers are going the wrong way. And it gives you reason to pause and say, you know, what, what are we doing? You know, and so... One of the things we we looked at was the fact that uh, when we first started relapse was really it was inconvenient we would say you relapse you go back to treatment right. but with the introduction of fentanyl relapse is deadly you know so we're losing so many 100,000 a year um and it doesn't And that mean, hasn't
2: stopped anybody I mean the thought that fentanyl exists the thought that your last high, your next high could be your last high. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Has not put the fear of God in anyone, or the fear of I better not do this. They continue. To you're do thinking
19: it. logically. It's an illogical disease, and yeah. you're thinking logically. It doesn't work that way. When this stuff gets you, you know, it doesn't let go, and right. so all normal thought processes go out the window. But so what we said was like, okay, uh, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that uh, you know, if you could extend recovery prevent relapse maybe you could save a person um, but what would that extended recovery look like and what we figured out was in this for instance my wife had aneurysm surgery she went back you know to the doctors a week later in two weeks three months six months but here if you get if you're lucky enough to go to treatment for 28 days you get a certificate that says you're better and do 90 meetings in 90 days there's no aftercare So we said, well, what would aftercare look like? You know, when you you have kids with bipolar issues, you have veterans with PTSD, traumatic brain injuries. Aftercare, for what we thought, it would look like wellness. And John at City of Angels said, urgent wellness, because we're losing people. So we had a lot of people that are affiliated with City of Angels sit down and talk to us about wellness. What what do you do? You know, We had everybody from nutrition to massage therapists, so on and so forth, so we said, we need to create a wellness initiative and um, at the same time all these doctors uh, you know we're being put in touch with and um, I, it's kind of like a convergence of energies right hyperbaric medicine ketamine fusion so on and so forth so um, we are forming this wellness center and a good friend of ours Vinnie Cappadano said hey, I heard you're forming a wellness center and we decided to start with the veterans first um, they've already paid the price, you know. They they've served us. Thank God we have them. And um, and Vinny said to us, um, you know, I'm the oldest one in the Cappadano family now. Um, I'd give you permission to use my uncle's name. Who is his uncle? Father Vincent Cappadano was a priest who was a missionary in Taiwan. Uh, at the time, um, he petitioned his church leaders to go to Vietnam. He felt a calling to be a chaplain in Vietnam. And they said no. He was pretty persistent, and they let him go, and he went. He became a lieutenant, Navy chaplain in Vietnam, and um, they weren't supposed to be on the battlefield, but he would go to the battlefields, and on September 4th, 1967, there was a particularly bad firefight with Marines being killed, and he was going around the battlefield giving last rites, got part of his arm and hand shot off. Um, he refused medical attention. He eventually put his body in between uh, a Marine and a machine gun nest and was killed. Oh, wow. And was awarded the Medal of Honor. The USS Cappadano was named after him up on Staten Island, Fort Wadsworth. The chapel's named after him. And so the family's saying that we can use his name in our program very very high honor and so that's what we set out to do is start this wellness initiative modeled after saint jude where we're a 501c3 we're a nonprofit, so we can raise money and the veterans wouldn't have to pay because a lot of what we're looking at is what we call off-label it's not approved by the fda so insurance doesn't cover it kind of like saint jude's hospital and if you didn't have that if you didn't have the research Childhood leukemia mortality rate would be at 80% instead of 20% the way it is. So you need this research. You need these leading-edge therapies. And um, and that's what we're doing. And we could talk
2: about the therapies because... <laughs> yeah, we got to talk about the therapies. But, but you know, but but first of all, so basically the idea is the same business model as City of Angels yeah, sure. that you're doing for the uh, Father Cappadano. Yeah. Uh, you know, where basically regardless of your insurance situation... Right. We're here to help
19: you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I just came back from Pittsburgh, the White House office and the boy, national... are your arms tight. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Period. I didn't say flew back, but oh. um uh the White House office and of National Drug Control Policy was having their national HIDA summit for high intensity drug trafficking uh areas that and they're represented all throughout the country, a lot of retired DEA agents, public health analysts and um and so their, uh, national summit was on, uh, overdose response strategy. And right. when I I was asked to speak and what I told them was, that's what we do too. You guys do it through data analytics, so on and so forth. We do it through, um, our wellness. So we're both doing overdose response, trying to impact the overdose rate. So
2: basically it's the same business model yes. and, you know, try, trying to get the same results, uh, what we're going to talk about coming up, what kind of results you've been seeing, and also we're going to talk about how you're uh, how you're getting these results, which are very unconventional. <laughs> 1-800- 283-101.5. You're going to want to stick around for this. Here's New Jersey 101.5, fast traffic. Minutes on New Jersey 101.5. New Jersey weather brought to you by College Hunks, hauling junk and moving. That's a company. Do you have old furniture laying around the house, a garage full of clutter, College Hunks, hauling junks, and Moving, haul the stuff you don't want and move the stuff you do. Let tomorrow's leaders haul your junk today. Visit collegehunks.com, starring Kevin Mirror of City of Angels. (laughs) Uh, And Greg and Jesse. Uh, All right, so uh, Kevin Mirror, City of Angels, uh, the CEO, the founder, uh, also that of the Father Vincent R. Cappadano Veterans Research and Wellness Initiative. And uh, basically, what's happening here is you guys, uh, regardless of whether or not you need insurance, will help veterans dealing with depression, dealing with PTSD, dealing with all kinds of mental health issues. And um, you do it through something called ketamine. And uh, when I heard this, he gave me the YouTube videos to watch. I do my homework. So basically... It can kind of, the brain can be rewired. The brain can be fixed. And ketamine goes a long way in helping to accomplish this. Explain, Rosanna. So, first of
19: all, go back to, remember the old commercial, this is your brain? Yeah. And this is your brain on drugs? Right. And what's it show? An egg frying. The egg frying, right? (laughs) Washington tells us this is a chronic brain disease. But we don't treat the brain. Right. We treat the egg. <laughs> well, listen, Bill Bauer, who? Was, egg, Bill Bauer, who was the master counselor down at uh, uh, the wonderful Warrior Battalion and Marine Corps based Camp Lejeune. What right. he he taught me, he said, Kevin, alcoholism and addiction is a symptom. He said, anxiety and depression is the cause. Our treatment systems treat the symptoms, and what we were looking at is, well, the brain is an organ. It gets damaged. It's got to be repaired. And so our full concentration is on neurogenesis, creation of new brain cells, repair the brain, get their brain back working and functioning. And there's a whole lot of leading edge therapies, everything from hyperbaric oxygen,
2: ketamine infusions, psychedelics. Psy- can regenerate. Yes. I mean, yeah. I've never heard that. I was, I did a double take when I heard it yeah. that it could actually regenerate the yes. brain, yes. and that would, the, the, from what I understand from the video, correct me if I'm wrong. The depression is basically where these ends get frayed, yeah. and the ketamine repairs them, so it breaks the and, connections. And they say that they see, they see the results, yes. very quickly, very quickly. Oh, you want to talk?
19: Why to, are we? Why are to, talk to someone this? who went through ketamine therapy? Yeah, Greg, you want to talk? Look yeah, at that face. Right. Now, this is right. a man who went through ketamine therapy, he's smiling, he's, he's smiling.
18: happy. Yes.
20: <laughs> oh, this is a, it's a lot more just than just ketamine therapy, but. Yes. Yeah. You want me to play the Grateful Dead? It was a big point. So, tell, no. tell yeah, real, right? so no. what happened? Tell me. Um. So, I mean, long story short with that, um, I, I connected with Kevin about a year before the, the infusions got started and everything. And... Um, I started serving at City of Angels for a little while, stayed connected with Kev and um I started falling back into a depression. Um it was Kev back- can do that to you. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I know, I know. Thanks. And uh yeah, it wasn't Kev's fault. But uh, <laughs> Thanks for pointing that yet, out. <laughs> yet, yes. Right? So um yeah, it was just something that I that I struggled with, that I used to struggle with. And um I just came to Kev one day and I knew about the therapies that we were getting ready to start. And I just, I told him, I was like, Kev, I don't know how much longer I can hold on for. Like I'm, I'm really about to give up and kill myself. And the, the reason I said that is because I've tried probably about eight plus different medications through the VA, antidepressants, antipsychotics and everything like that. And um, we've got to a point to where the, the ketamine infusions, like were you saying, it, it helps with the glutamate and the GABA in the brain and helps regenerate all this, the the connections in it and that's what it does but also with psychotherapy with a therapist with a coach with with going to the gym with eating healthy with doing all these things and you know learning new habits and, and stuff
2: like that so you went through the ketamine therapy yes how fast did you see results um for me well i was actually
20: on i was on suboxone okay. going on these infusions uh very very low dose but and that's with, what they give you to recover from heroin yes Okay. Yeah, and I actually got also boxing because of depression. They gave it to me for depression, not for heroin. Not for heroin. Okay. Yeah, but um, on the, the 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 infusions, they start with the six treatments. Once I got to the third or fourth one, that's when I I woke up one day and I was just like, I'm I'm me again. Like I felt me, and I was you know what I mean. I, I went to yeah. the gym. I was like, and it wasn't like a high feeling. You know what I mean? Like you're using drugs. It was like just a normal. You know, wow, I'm alive again. What's, what's going on, everybody over here? It's like know. you got clicked back into normal, you know, yeah. like that boat that and you're good again. For real. It, wow. it definitely has, has been a, a
2: wonderful tool with helping save my life. So to understand what happened, by the third treatment, those frayed nerves were now regenerated and new. So this wasn't a temporary fix. Was this because they're regenerated and new, a permanent fix? So, ketamine is is
19: still, we'll call it off label. Right. You know the story about ketamine. It's in it's in anesthesia, and they saw people coming out of surgery happy, with that people had severe depression, and so they you analyzed it and they they found out that the ketamine in micro doses, though. You know our kids call it special K, and they, right. they macro doses more. Right? Yeah. yeah. But in microdosing, uh, Dr. Sawney tells us that um, the key is the l- less you use, the better effect it has. So they're really microdosing. But, you know, put it in context. You have a 10-year military veteran, mm-hmm. right? And we know that more veterans are dying by suicide than combat. And I say to Greg, Greg, how you doing this morning? Eh, I woke up this morning. I have to, had to make a choice. And you know what that meant. Am mm-hmm. I gonna stay or am I gonna check out? It's it's upsetting, yeah, you know, but it, it just shouldn't happen. You mm-hmm. know? There should there so I said to Dr. Sawney, I said, because they're setting up ketamine clinics in California, I said we we gotta do something here. And and we found a ketamine clinic. And uh, they actually invited me to to sit in. Now Greg wasn't smiling anymore, and they said, Do you wanna sit in with him? I did, and I'm sitting there, it's very first infusion, I'm looking at him and he starts smiling and saying, hmm, "That's interesting, you know." And uh, but psychotherapy is is a big, big part of it because as you start to um, go through the the infusions, now you are okay. Who am I? What is going on? And if you don't have the psychotherapy to go along with it, you you could get lost. So, so
2: it's a combination of the drug. Uh, of the ketamine as well as the psychotherapy so that you understand what's going on. And then the health and nutrition and the wellness so that you feel better, your body feels better because it's getting the nutrients that are going to make it feel better. So it's a whole thing, you know, coming together. To make this work. Yeah,
19: the clip that I sent you is from Yale Madison. They're doing a uh, John Hopkins, Yale Madison. This isn't Kevin's basement hooky pooky type stuff. This is Yale Madison and That was last week. That was last <laughs> <week>. <laughs> that, that, was, that was for the Halloween do you, party. Do you, your, do you want your second order of vitamins, Steve? <laughs> yeah, really. Thank you very much. <laughs> but um, so uh, you know, what they talk about is that for for some ketamine uh, patients that the results are Almost immediate, whereas, you know, with the antidepressants, as Greg spoke about, that he he was on through the VA, it could take four, six, eight weeks, three months. And if that one doesn't work, then you have to start another one. Um, So, you know, there there are these leading edge therapies that for some reason we've been tapped into. Dr. Sawney talked to us about ketamine infusion. Bill Bauer, the master counselor down at the Wounded Warrior Battalion.
2: You breaking? I got a break. Hold on! Don't go anywhere. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna keep talking about this. Uh, I'm interested now. I'm just watching Greg's face. Just look at that face. Uh, he's already feeling better. I'm telling you. We're Absolutely. just talking about it. He feels good. Right? And we didn't get to Jesse yet. Uh, you know what? Exactly. How can we do this and not get to Jesse? We haven't got to Chad yet. It's ten thirty. <laughs> 15 minutes in New Jersey, 101.5. Kevin Mira, founder and CEO of City of Angels, who helps those and their families dealing with addiction regardless of insurance, testified before an Assembly uh, Veterans Affairs Committee for mental health and treatment of veterans from post-traumatic stress disorder, depression, and substance abuse. He's addressed a national summit in Pittsburgh on City of Angels' newest veterans initiative, but we lured him into our studios here in New Jersey, 101.5. You like that? I wrote that out and everything. That was pretty cool. You never yeah. cease to amaze that me. Was great. See, you like that? Okay. Thank you very much. Okay. So now, now wait a minute. We are talking about ketamine. Yeah. Uh, special K. Yeah. And how it can be used to actually regenerate brain nerves. Neurogenesis. Uh, neurogenesis. Yeah. and cure depression. Yeah. And uh, the, other, the other YouTube I saw was the uh, hyperbaric therapy. Yeah. And nobody's using these and like we were talking about during the break you're not afraid to go out of the box it'd be very easy for you to sit back and just collect money and try to help people treating them the same old way and really not making a difference but you're willing to take chances you're willing to go outside the box and tell us about the hyperbaric you know and how that works yeah
19: so it's A hyperbaric chamber—you probably heard about it with scuba divers with the bends. Michael Jackson, (laughs) well, Well No, you're right because a lot of the movie stars are sleeping in oxygen. They're they're soft chambers. They're not the hard chambers, but uh, because of the benefits of oxygen. So, so hyperbaric oxygen right now is approved by the FDA for two things: carbon monoxide poisoning and for wound care. So wound care wound care yeah so like if you know if you're an older person heavy diabetes poor poor circulation and you scratch your leg you know on a brick in the garden uh, and it becomes scratched then it becomes a cut and a wound and an open wound and a gaping wound because it's not getting the oxygen flow to heal that's that's what you know heals and um so wound it it what what we are finding? A lot of studies are, were done in Israel um, with with the wound care. Obviously, it heals the largest organ of your body, which is your skin. Right. Your, uh, But it also is used for carbon monoxide poisoning. And we were being trained on it. The trainer said that, you know, if you're found on your living room for from carbon monoxide poisoning, emergency responders will rush you to a hospital with a chamber, put you in 100 percent oxygen under pressure and it detoxes you. And I said, time out. I heard that word before with what I do. Uh-huh. And I said, well, so if it can detox the poisons from carbon monoxide from your brain, can it detox the poisons of alcohol and uh, and heroin from your brain? Of course. Of and course? Of course. Yeah, sure. You know, um, I, they were even doing studies with coronavirus because – when you, if you got yeah. COVID and it went into your lungs, it was disrupting the oxygen flow to your organs and you were dying from organ failure, really. Um, but under pressure, it, it actually even releases stem cells and growth, um, from the oxygen. So, you know, the brain, we've always been told it gets damaged. And so our thought is, well, if you're going to have real recovery, you got to repair the brain. And so, When we Um, find out that the brain can be repaired. There you go. You know, they used to think that you had all your brain cells by the time you were 14. Well, me and you, they didn't think that. We had no (laughs) stuff. Seriously. (laughs) Wishful thinking. But (laughs) people in their 80s now, they're finding, can regenerate new brain cells, you know, through neurogenesis simply by if you never played the piano in your life. Right. And you're in your 80s and you start to play the piano, it's actually neurogenesis. You start creating new brain cells. So, you know, we're looking as neurogenesis healing the brain, um, cognitive labs, uh EMDR, all these type of things to to repair the brain to give Could it, it help dementia? Oh yeah sure they they're using them uh for parkinson's also they're finding tremendous really? with hyperbarics yeah and then the other thing is uh MDMA which is ecstasy um they're having great breakthroughs with uh PTSD Scott Ostrom is the marine that was on, on the one clip the CBS news did right. um it, it relieved him from uh severe uh depression suicidal tendencies and and uh So there's a lot of leading-edge therapies out there, but they're off-label. So that means they're not covered by insurance yet. So how can these veterans afford these leading-edge therapies? So what we want to do is raise the money – to pay for these therapies,
2: to give them what they deserve, and that's to get their life back. So, how do you do it? Are you doing like a like a St. Jude's thing? Send me sixteen dollars a month. And, yeah. Uh, so
19: you know, it's interesting. St. Uh, St. Jude's is my model, and I, I can see. Yeah. I had I had to talk to my business planning team because they have to protect city of angels from me because they say I'll give everything away. (laughs) Um, But so I had to get them to believe that they can do it. St. Jude's um, during coronavirus, how how much money do you think they raised last year? $2 billion. They have a nonprofit, Danny Thomas, started. They raise all the money for St. Jude's. Most hospitals get 95% of their revenues from insurance. St. Jude's 13%. Average donation, $30. So it can be done. And I'm not talking about raising $2 billion. But if we could raise something that would pay to get the results that Greg was talking to you about, you know, it's worth it. And uh, we believe, because our veterans are natural born leaders, and all the gains that they make through these leading edge therapies will be passed down to all our other kids. You know, So it's basically
2: if people wanted to contribute, how would they do it? Yeah, City of Angels, you know. So you just go City of Angels, NJ. NJ. Dot org, Yeah, and you can donate there.
19: Absolutely, yeah. And how's City of Angels doing? Um, how are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We we leased a 9,000-square-foot building, right. of which we're developing our program. Plus, we all have all ancillary wellness things from yoga to shiatsu because mm-hmm. we're trying to combine a lot of the Eastern, um, let's say, therapies that are out there. Um but our building just got sold. <laughs> yeah. So, um, hey, everything happens for a reason, they tell me, right? Mm. So, um, unfortunately, building, no unfortunately weren't, we weren't able to raise the money. They did offer to sell it to us. We weren't able to raise the money in time to buy it. Um, we were hoping to get funding from the American Rescue Plan because that's what Washington told us. The money is on the way. Um, and Hamilton Township gave us two thirty five thousand dollar grants i 'd like to thank the council and mayor martin but that 's it that 's all we got you know and so there 's uh, got to
2: be a revenue stream set up but the yeah. but the work that you 're doing and what you 're able to do yeah. and the ideas uh two one five five what am i saying uh one eight hundred two eight three one oh one point five stick around on New jersey one oh one point five Steve Chevellise Kevin Mira, CEO, founder of City of Angels. Father Vincent R. Cappadano, Veterans Research Wellness Initiative at City of Angels. Uh, talking about incredible ways yeah. to treat depression in veterans. And uh, why this is uh, not being used and needs to be used. Ketamine, uh, hyperbolic therapy. And uh, Jesse... I know there's a reason that you're here. <laughs> I only got five minutes left. <laughs> tell, us, tell us your story.
0: <laughs> so, my story uh, left uh, the Marine Corps in 2014. Right. Um, retired after 14 years. Right. Um, decided to come home. Um, depression set in. Right. Alcoholism, drinking. Obviously, I'm a Marine. We all drink. Right. Um, it got worse. And there was no one to turn to. I was drinking by myself. Then it came drugs. So i one year in recovery right now. Yeah. Um, that's how I ended up here in New Jersey um, with uh, footprints to recovery.
2: So um, June 8th will be one year sober. Congratulations. Recovery. That's great. Now, did you try the ketamine or did you try? How did no, you do I it? I'm
0: in the process to be a candidate for the hyperbaric chamber. Hyperbaric. Yeah. Yes.
2: Yeah so these things work and when you show people that these things work what kind of response do you get Um, sometimes they're not ready for
19: it Uh, when I spoke out in Pittsburgh at the Haida National Summit um, people came up to me after I was done and one young lady she's a public health analyst and she was telling me how happy she was to hear about it. I said so what did you think when I'm standing up there and I mentioned ketamine? She's like, oh, my God, yeah, he's talking about it. Because she um, actually had ketamine therapy, and she said it saved her life from suicide. Wow. So uh, when you see these people in these audiences that come up and say, I know what you're talking about, you know, it, it, it hits home. It's a, it's a home run. So it's going to take time. You know, anything new that's out there, although, you know, there, the uh, Maps is is an organization out in Colorado that deals with psychedelics, <clears throat> and they knew in in 1984 that uh, MDMA um, would would work for depression. You know, think of how many veterans have committed suicide since then. So there, you know, there was things being done in the 40s and 50s with psilocybin, and um, but when the war on drugs started, uh, all that research was was stopped so you know in your brain is something called the default mode network and that's where all these things rest right. and the therapists have a hard time opening that up but they're finding things like ketamine and mdma um, and psilocybin opens it up and then the therapist can work with them
2: if people want to know more about this sure.
19: how do they contact they can you? go on our website you know cityofangelsnj.org uh, we've got things on our website. They can um, reach out to us. My, my phone number, 609 You want me to dump that? Yeah. sure. <laughs>
15: no. Or, no.
19: Uh, my you want to get number, calls
2: from my listeners? My phone Andrew in Flemington there. will start calling you up. Also. Telling you jokes. What <laughs> you We have. Uh, Raymond will sing you Sinatra songs. you want to give that number
19: out? 609 coa 609 coa So. You know, um and if or, people
2: want to contribute, City of Angels Yeah. NJ. Sure. .org. Yeah.
19: yeah, it's um we're a five C three so it's a you get a tax deduction if you if you give to us and it's going to the veterans. you
2: know where it's going that's the most important thing Mm -hmm. you know where it's going you can see you know you heard Greg you know talk about his story Jesse talk about his story and so many more people that need your help Uh. and uh, when people need help Kevin Mira steps up to help them
19: city of angels city of angels what we call a city for a reason it's all the volunteers nobody's been paid all the volunteers have been doing this for 15 years now
2: just that? helping the community, yeah. How many people would you say you saved?
19: Thousands. I I don't save anybody. Oh, how many people would you say save angels? We they save themselves. We give them tools, but we've helped quite a few people.
2: Well, these are new tools that can be given yes, out. Sir. And, you know, God willing, they get to be given out soon. Thanks so much for coming down, yeah. my friend. Thank the guys to either side. Greg, of Jesse. Yeah. I was getting to that. Yeah, I was you getting that. to that. <laughs> I relax. I got you. All right. Just remember one thing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> This has been the Steve Travelis Show On Demand. Check out the latest from Steve on our free app or nj1015.com. New Jersey 101.